0: The Parliament Podcast is brought to you by the good boys and girls of Radical Grove. It is for entertainment and educational use only. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show.
1: Yeah, okay, we're good, we're recording. Everything's recording, I gotta get some fucking fucking energy music. I need some fucking wake-up black coffee on a Sunday. Let's go. Big Sunday energy. (laughs) Welcome to the Radical Grove Parliament Podcast. My name's Roche. Mmm. Got to get this coffee in me. All right. In the studio today, we got Manny. Yep. Young boy Manny. On the boards, we got DJ Lomo. Hey, you, Your favorite New Yorkers, New Yorkers.
0: How's your snake is? The sneakers?
1: Your sneakers. <laughs> what did you say the other day? Yo, you good? Oh,
2: uh, you, yo, good? you,
0: good? Yo, hey, you yo. good? Hey, yo.
1: Hey, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Sounds right. aggressive. And in the, in, in the studio today, a uh, very special guest. Man, where do I even start with this guy? Like, fucking professional firework shooter. I think he (laughs) skated For a minute Fucking did some Producing Plays big bottle Service Vibe clubs Miami's Miami's finest Chicago's finest right Orlando's finest no Orlando burr, 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 no Orlando. No Orlando. fucking no Orlando uh yeah Crespo DJ Crespo uh, yes sir What's Good, Danny what up my boys Thank how you, you doing thanks for coming in
3: man it's good to be here uh, uh,
1: uh, uh,
3: all right we'll get right to it man uh, let's start off tell everybody where you was born yeah what up y'all um I was born in Chicago Illinois uh moved to Miami when I was six and been there ever since been a Did
1: you ever, so you don't really have any memories from Chicago?
3: I'm there every. I was there every summer. Uh, yeah, as a kid. So yeah, I mean, Chicago was home. It still is home. I got all the memories. I remember chipping my tooth, getting my ass beat, <laughs> all those things. Finding my first records and my dad's collection, all that stuff. You got your ass beat like whoopings yeah. or yeah O block. I used to wear my hat tilted to the left. Uh huh. And I would refuse to turn it any other way. And if you have it to the left, some people don't like that in certain neighborhoods and I didn't know. No shit. It. So
1: like, like some good. gang shit. Yeah. Even Ooh, even damn. way back
3: then. Yeah. Whoa. So was that O Block? No.
1: Three, three, <laughs> 300. I was in the Burbs three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah. No, no. So you didn't you didn't go to school with Chief Keith? I wish. Yeah. I wish. And he would have been like three hundred. That's our that shit. I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that since that's that shit. I don't like. Uh, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and then you said, and then you took off and moved to moved to Miami. Miami. Yeah. What, what caused that move? Just
3: my pops uh, relocated for work, mm-hmm. and honestly, I hated the cold too. So I was so happy. I was, I was six. And
1: still. then, then you got to Miami. Miami At six there. years old. Yeah. So what's what's it like coming up in Miami? Man, back. Do you then, live in Miami city limits? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I, right now I live right near the Heat arena. So I'm no, what like, I mean when you were growing up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dade so County. Dade County. Yeah, and then moved to Broward for a couple of years. Went to school out there for about ten, and went back to Miami. Mm-hmm.
1: Is so what's that like the Burbs? Broward? It's kind
3: of like Fort Lauderdale. Where Kodak Black. I gotcha. Kodak. Mm-hmm. Who else came from there? X. Uh-huh. All the all the good rappers who kinda crazy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um That's Florida yeah, so boys. I, I flipped, Florida man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing some weird shit. Um but yeah I flipped between Broward and Dade County. But um I call both home. Yeah. They're pretty much the same thing.
1: So they're are they right beside each other?
3: Yeah. Gotcha. B- borderline like ten minutes away.
1: So what was high school like in Miami?
3: High school was kinda cool. Um I was actually in Broward for high school.
1: Um What'd y'all do? Like what do you like whenever you got Miami right at your fingertips as a kid, do you just do you shoot down to the South Beach and
3: no, you know, honestly, Miami wasn't that popping back then when I moved down there. Um, South Beach was cool, but big clubs weren't really there. Right. Mansion, Mansion had just started. That was, like, the first mega club that really opened in Miami. But in high school, we would just go to, like, the movies. Fast and the Furious had just yeah. came out. So, mm. like, it was, like, that was the vibe. You go uh-huh. to the movies. Pop out! Everybody, open their car doors, blast music, you know, tuning tuning <laughs> the Honda, that, Civic, the Honda that Civics, Fast and the Furious yo. era was, was fucking shit. real, wild. <laughs> yo, Did they have was... it up north like that? Hell yeah! yeah. I was in that
1: shit, man. Yeah. Listen, so they had, down here, my my boy Derek was actually had this store called, uh, it, he named it Autobahn. Okay, and he was the supplier for like all that shit for the, the fixing up of the cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they used to race out on four eighty five because four eighty five was under construction. Okay. It, so it was nothing out there except the road, right? Damn. Wow. And they used to go out there and do the real shit, the the drag racing and right, the Nas yeah. and all that. Yeah. that <laughs> shit. I remember yeah. that. Shit. <laughs> yeah. And he he then he sold that store. Duh.
0: Yeah, that, that was a whole. That era. was a big yeah, era. Well yeah, it was a big oh, and it lasted for a while. Yeah, yeah until those Fast yeah. and Furious just started to get way too crazy—fucking cars in yeah, in space and space. shit. <laughs> they're, they're flying cars and driving yeah, tanks and shit. <laughs> they yeah.
1: just gonna have like the Transformer Fast and Furious collabo. Uh-huh. <laughs> but at this point, yeah, yeah. Derek, Derek told me because he was always into the car shit before him, but he's like, when that movie came out, he was like, oh. I'm about to get rich. That shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I can only imagine what it was like in Miami, especially oh. down on the beach. Oh, man,
3: it was mm. crazy. Latino. Neon lights on everything. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything. Girls driving pink Civics with the pink lights on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you Latino? I am, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, half Puerto Rican. Half Puerto Rican. Hey. And what? What's the other half? The other half see. is Filipino. Filipino? Yeah. So All right, He's Puerto Rican. Half Puerto Rican, half Italian. Oh, yep. shit. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm one of those
0: Puerto Ricans who don't speak a word of Spanish. I'm right there with <laughs> you. Mexico, <He's laughs> Mexican. Fake.
2: Mexican-Colombia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. I'm happy. Yeah. Happy.
1: You're honorary. Y'all, y'all, yeah, honorary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, got my, <laughs> I got my cholo card.
2: Yeah. Here. Yeah, full card.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: South Park, Mexican. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Uh, okay, so graduated high school, then what happened? Graduated high school, I went to Florida State. But I barely got in. Um, but I knew I needed to go to college and just get out of South Florida for a little bit, get that experience. You, you got
1: into the Seminole one? Yeah.
3: Damn. We were pretty shitty back then. You needed oh. like a 2.0, and I probably had a 2.1. So School. It's, it's yeah. It's, Florida That state. was just like, yeah. State was school? Regular state school. Yeah, regular yeah. state school. But There's still um, the Seminoles. Where's, where's Florida, Florida State? Stayed at? Tallahassee. Yeah. Okay. Capital of Florida. Nappy boy! Okay. Nappy boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. T-Pain. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I went up there, and that's when I really started going to nightlife, going to clubs, just parking. What did they, they have up there? They are all bars. What like, year was this? This was, two, I graduated high school in 2007. So uh-huh. 2008 was when I went up there. And it was crazy to see what the nightlife scene was like. There was like probably 30 different bars, all slam packed. And like the DJs there were so unique and really good, actually. Uh-huh. There's a dude named Speed Racer um, who was on the radio. And I'd never heard someone mix hip hop like this. Like right. It was kind of like AM style, uh-huh. like mixing hip hop with rock, with pop, just back and forth. And I'd go to the clubs, and all the DJs were doing the same thing, and I was like fascinated by. Was it. he
1: on Serato? Did, when he you was saw on him? Final Scratch. Right. When okay, I yeah, saw him.
3: yeah. And then there was a DJ named Turk up there who was like the hottest DJ. I've heard of him. Yeah, he yes. was he was crushing it. He ended up starting. He went down to Miami, started playing live when it first uh-huh. opened. Um, he was actually one of my main inspirations for DJing. I'd watch him on Serato on two vinyl records or the time codes, and he was like. Yo. I was like, this is crazy the way this man's mixing, like, Stay Fly with 3 Six Mafia, (laughs) like, Akon, and just running around. And he was just controlling everybody. But the nightlife scene up there was popping because Florida State was just the party school. Mm -hmm. Um, It was easy to get in. Everybody, every night, would go from one club and pop to like three or four different ones. Um, And just to see the uniqueness of DJs from. You could be in, like, a little hole-in-the-wall bar to, like, the mega club they had up there. And they were all playing, like, very well-transitioned music. And I was like, this is fucking cool. So I started to pick up my own You're stuff. like, this mm. is way cooler than college. This is way <laughs> cooler than nursing, which I, I was yeah. like, what the, what the fuck am I going to be? So I started, I studied nursing at could first. Could you imagine him as a nurse? Fuck <laughs> oh, no. No, it's
1: like, you'd never. I mean, I, he's
2: very genuine and sweet. But yeah. Like, that stuff. But, like, could you imagine? Is that, nah, like, a man. Filipino thing? I feel like. That's, yeah. that. I was like, "What the hell do I do with my life right doctor. now?" You know? mm. <laughs> doctor, doctor. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. But now I look at blood and shit. And I'm like, "No, nah, I can't do it." I he's te- he's me. he's really the
1: meme of the shit from like on the airplane when this person's dying. Is like, is there a is doctor? There a on doctor there? <laughs> no, is there <laughs> There's a doctor? <DJ>. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm a DJ. Yeah. 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 He's his life. Say
3: not to put his hands up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and So like, um, when I got to Florida State. Just seeing the music scene out there was so cool because there's people doing not only just that mainstream, like AM style of music, yeah. But, um, what year was this? 2000, this 2008. Uh-huh. Oh, fucking prime the, of it, yeah. Was it and your then freshman, and year? down there, oh, was a freshman. freshman, reggaeton yeah. was fucking. Reggaeton was popping. and poppin'. Daddy Yankee was just like crushing everything. And We, taken, we everything. taken Over. Yes. Oh, that yeah. era of hip hop. I played that uh, like last Khaled night. That's when Khaled
2: really
1: like. Dude, it's been hitting hard for your generation. The Dude, young I kids. just
2: like hit the North Carolina for like 10 yeah. times <laughs> North Carolina. Just, <laughs> no, you, nobody ever did that
1: before. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the originator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody's,
3: nobody's ever done that. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, that Khaled area was his best, yeah. I think. Yeah. With the runners. Yeah cool and Dre, uh-huh. and Dre all yeah. Of them. yeah it's Cause funny because I was in high school I worked at a sushi <coughs> restaurant I started as a server and Khaled lived right across the street so they would come in and I didn't know who he was at the time but this dude had a black card and uh, it said you know we the best productions. Mm-hmm. and I was like cool this dude just loud crazy <laughs> crazy <ass> dude. <laughs> saying he's and the then best. he started bringing cool and Dre in uh-huh. and they were talking about music and I'd hear him and I was like yo are y'all in the music he's like they kind of like smirked yeah. at me and they're like, we'll play some stuff for you. And they played Chevy Riding Hot. Right. And oh, like, wow. shit. And I was like, what the fuck? This is hard. That was really where I started working on production. Uh-huh. I heard that. And yeah. then moved into DJing from there. That's funny, that
1: just being a young kid. Yo, you're in the music world. You're fucking <laughs> cool and great. Yeah, just a little right? bit. Yeah. I'm only
3: DJ bit. Cali. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I guess you could say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Not like I'm into this sushi, though. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so. The, the That was the first, that was when the DJ started, in college. College, You didn't yep. finish college, did you? I didn't,
3: I didn't. Nope. Um, I tried my hardest, but DJing really took off. So you CD. started DJing in college? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd always collected music, uh-huh. like tons of CDs. I'd make mixtapes and shit, um, burn CDs, all that stuff. But yeah, I picked up two Denon CD players. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And then a Vestax PMCO5. Uh-huh. hmm um, and you had it in the the just like the apartment. Yeah, had driving a apartment your roommates crazy. Cr- crazy, <laughs> but what was cool was at that time like I had roommates who really liked to party, and there was a young kid under me, uh, this kid named Chris. I'll never forget him. He heard me playing music, just trying mm-hmm. to learn how to transition. And he would knock on my door every day. He's like, Yo, that sounded fire. That was trash. That was fire. That was trash. And I was like, damn, okay. Like the dude from Office Center had, space. had, a, had yeah. a critic on the other side
1: of the wall. Yo, that was hot.
3: Yeah. Yo do that again. Eventually we, we exchanged numbers yeah. he's
1: like, Yo, that transition was dope. And yeah. he, we'd talk over text. And then he was like, That wasn't it though. Yeah. That one wasn't it. That was trash. Yeah. <laughs> what do you remember like your first one you when you like got it? And you're like,
3: Yes. Yes. It was Nelly Grills. I can't remember the other record. It was like "Do the Hercules" and "Get uh-huh. small On." Mm-hmm. Way back, <laughs> yep. and um, I just remember when I first first got those two records to beat match, and this bulb went off in my head, and I was like, "This is how you fucking do it." Yeah. When did I didn't you have When did you When did you realize to mix on the hooks? That took a little while because I didn't understand the structure of music mm-hmm. at the time and like how producers made intros and all this stuff. Um, so it took a little while there but once i got two beats matched i was like this is exactly yeah what you I knew, was knew what is up yeah. yeah you feel that you know uh-huh. um but it was weird on cds because you know with serato now we're so visual uh-huh. but back then there was no youtube there's nothing. i
1: always loved that about serato is it the visual part of it because yeah. i'm a very visual learner mm-hmm. same. same and i loved to see the fucking waves and when it was lining up the breakdown and of it yep. how the, the different areas of the song you know what i mean yeah and because I, and I remember when i was first on serato i was like these in like what i was like these beat intros are like the same as same size as these as the courses, courses. and then i was like i bet they go together yeah <laughs> that's, that's how i teach my students yeah. visually uh-huh. you know? uh-huh. it's crazy I was like, I bet
3: that's I bet that's why it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you make <laughs> it so clean. Yeah. So what was crazy was uh Chris who lived under me, he came up one day, he's like, I got this idea. He's like, I just got all my student loan money. He's like, let's throw a party with it. <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I, was such a Florida thing. <laughs> I was like, he's like, Let's use your apartment and let's throw a party in here. It was a big ass apartment, it was four bedrooms uh-huh. and it had this huge hallway that we could fit, you know, probably two hundred people in. And I was like, I mean, I'm down, it's not my money. So we went across the so he,
1: So w- how would he get student loan money? How does that work?
3: Uh, would FSU, when you apply for, what was it, Bright Futures? Uh-huh. Bright Futures is what it's called. Um, if so you get a certain GPA, they distribute them. So it was,
1: it was like a living salary. Yep, yeah,
3: pretty much. It was probably like three grand a semester. Yeah. That was enough to buy. We went to the liquor store and probably bought like 50 bottles of Smirnoff. <laughs> That's all, oh it was just red Smirnoff. <laughs> and through a party. And through a party. We made, you know, Hunch Punch, all that stuff uh-huh. you do in college. Built a tiki bar and um, we threw this party, and it ended up being probably one of the craziest, like Project X parties. Yeah. Oh, it shit. Was, it w- we broke part of the floor from having some. <laughs> 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 oh, that's some Project it X was, shit. But I did not know how to fully DJ at this time. I no, just no. had made my CDs. I would, you know, uh-huh. backspin the record, press play. Yeah. But I kind of had learned how to DJ to people because my homies would come over, we'd chill, have a little party. This one, I was like, all right, you know, we're throwing a big-ass party I got to come at least somewhat correct so I burned all the CDs you know you Uh put your little track list on each one and um, it ended up being a rager like people throwing up all over the place my bed like was people making out in it doing all kinds of crazy shit and that party kind of solidified us as like a promotion group Uh yeah people were like we're coming to these parties every week so they became the pregame at Florida State
0: at your apartment?
3: At my apartment. Right. Beach <laughs> club. Beach club. Damn. Yes. So we did about 10 of these. We take those, everybody from the party, we take two party buses to the big club in Tallahassee called Chubby's. And we'd show up 200 deep. And this, these clubs were like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? So we kind of like demanded like a scene in Tally. Like, yeah. We're doing these parties, we're bringing a good crowd. And eventually that got my foot in the door to start opening at some of the venues out there. Were y'all making mm-hmm. any money off of those parties that you Hell were throwing? Yeah, yeah? yeah definitely. We charge the club would give us ten bucks per head to bring. Okay, bring but no, it. I'm
1: saying just at your apartment. Oh no, we just, wouldn't charge a dime. So that was just all just fun. A yeah. And then the yeah. club, yeah, ten bucks a head, two grand yeah. off of two hundred people,
3: and that was money back then. For and then what they pay so, you oh, to yeah. DJ when you first got there? When I first started, it was probably a hundred bucks,
1: and you were showing up two hundred deep. <laughs> two hundred <laughs> yeah. deep. You know like, what you know now? You'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna do like ten grand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what each guys at the bar.
3: And that was just a cool thing to see because it was like, wow, we can create like some kind of culture and bring, you know, like a good crew of people to the clubs. And uh, we started demanding or commanding nightlife in Tallahassee uh-huh. that way, which was really what cool. What was the name of the
1: production? Um, fuck. Was I was know it? y'all had some fly shit. I forgot.
3: Mayhem Promotion. Mayhem. Pro- yeah, it's always some young <laughs> 20 year yeah. old idea. It was wild. And Killers we, on the Block promo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was crazy because it was. Mayhem. That was how we got that's how I got my foot into a nightlife. Yeah. That's how
1: a lot of people get their foot into yeah. nightlife. Yeah. I kinda got my foot into it by showing up fucking with all the hairstylists. hmm
3: That's sure. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Any, like, mm. any type of like showing people that like you're willing to bring people into the nightlife atmosphere. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the way to do it. Especially
1: now. yep. nowadays even fucking body you put a fucking
3: dog up in the DJ booth mm-hmm. and you get DJ. <laughs> yeah.
1: That might be the next thing. Like as much as people love dogs, I might start doing like pre curated sets and just put my fucking dogs right right on it. Everybody's up there <laughs> with their like, the dogs, do go viral on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking dogs is like a sleep. <laughs> <bed. laughs>
3: yeah. All right. So tell us about the first gigs. First gigs were fun, man. They were opening gigs? They were opening gigs. That's where I really learned how to, you know, control people uh-huh. with, like with with song selection. Yeah. And how important that was. By part this time
1: was. you're on Serato though, right? I was on Serato.
3: Yeah. No, <coughs> honestly, I was still on CDs. Okay. Serato was like kind of iffy at that point. Yeah. Um, and then I picked up a pair of Tech 1200s, and uh, the time codes, and that was a game changer yep. for me mm-hmm. to be able to feel the movement. Mm-hmm. And so, um, learned how to beat match. I met a DJ up there, DJ RBK, who is my best friend, mentor. I feel like I know that name too. You probably have. He used to DJ up here a lot. at sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He actually helped me found the DJ school. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, He was the one that found me in the corner at one of these parties and was like, let me show you something. Uh And then, like, took grills and do the Hercules and, like, showed me how to do it with the chorus. And um, after that, we would spend hours in his garage. He'd be, like, teaching me Serato left and right. Um, And so he was the one that really got me ready for clubs. Uh First Mm -hmm. gigs were cool, awesome. Um, The opening sets were ragers they're like vegas where like you show up at 10 p.m and people are lined up outside those doors Out little door, yeah people run in <laughs> college kids um so that that was cool It turned the opening gigs taught me a lot about you know just how to play to college kids to the people to, yep yeah because i'd never really played in front of people other than mm-hmm. the yeah. house parties mm-hmm. um, Co-
1: doing like the college nights here were great because it's like he said, they opened those doors at ten, and those fucking party buses they were, they were all they out, ready to go. Free, yep. So you—it was like go time for the college kids from <clears throat> ten till the bus call, which was either like one or maybe twelve forty-five or something like that. But then there was also this shift whenever the like bottle shit would show up at around eleven thirty midnight. Mm-hmm. So now you had to. You know what I mean? You had to dibble dabble. Yeah. So it was like a college rager, but then all the bar, all the bottle people would come because they wanted to see the college kids and the shit. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, the, <laughs> honestly it was my favorite era of DJing was playing in college. Yeah. For sure. He was there, partying. Oh yeah. Manny yeah. was a Manny was
1: a college night king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was probably still in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember one time yeah. I was playing. We used to do a thing with the radio, and the one of the radio guys would come host the college nights. And it was early, and it was a slower college night. And I remember I was, it was like the first song I put on. It was Joe Budden, Pump It Up. Oh, shit. And and, and this guy's name was Otis Osho. And me and him was just like rapping words back and forth, and this girl comes walk up. She's like, "Can you play something not so old?" And I was like, <laughs> "Damn!" Yo. I was like, "Damn, y'all, we're so old." Felt so that one. I was <laughs> like, he was like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh," and she was like, turn this shit off." <laughs> what is it? I was like, "You ain't seen you got served." <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, so college college era of DJing. Yeah. What happens next? Um. So after, during college, I started to really take those opening slots mm-hmm. and take advantage of, you know, some big DJs up there would ask me to, like, fill in if they're sick, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'd take the headline slots, and those ones are... This ones is still Tallahassee. Still Tallahassee, yeah. yeah. Um, Those were the ones where I knew I had to crush. I ended up crushing a lot of those, and those club owners would hear me and be like, we need to put you in headline mm-hmm. spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined a fraternity my junior year, and that's when things took off yeah. because yeah. of that network. And you started DJing oh, yeah. the fraternity parties. Fraternity parties. I would make mixes, and we'd hand them out to all the sororities and fraternities. Yep. And that network just spreads across America. So like Susie from North Carolina, uh-huh. who goes to Tallahassee, brings that mix back yep. home. It's it, These were CDs at the time, and people would burn them. Yep. And they would kind of like go around like wildfire almost because no one was really cutting mixtapes like that. I was no. mixing EDM and house. Uh-huh. No one was really doing that, I Especially guess. Especially
1: that is. Attached to the college age, anyways, exactly, you know what I mean, exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so that took off, and then I was playing one big night in Tallahassee, UM FSU. So, all the people from Miami would come up uh-huh. to Tally, and that's when all the big Miami club promoters and it was just like the biggest weekend for that college. So, the
1: University of Miami kids come up to Tallahassee, yeah, for the uh, like a mixer, kind of, yeah, okay, it's so the yep, football, football game, game. I got gotcha. you, yeah.
3: And uh, I mean, it, that was such a big rivalry back in the two thousand, in like early 2000s. Derek Jeter would be up there cuz he's a UM uh-huh. all these people and uh, it was like the one weekend where tons of eyes were on you and I played this insane set at Chubby's and a couple club promoters came up that night like yo we'd love to bring you down to Miami and you were like what I was like Miami was like, how bah. old or, how old are you I was 22 uh. at the time and I was like damn I would love that like yeah, so that's really where it started the network moving down to Miami and uh i met a lady named olivia did they follow up on what they said they or did they, they it was actually bullshit? a lady her name was olivia oh. so she um, so she was for real she was for real she was like damn i love this um uh-huh. her she thought she was cute too <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one of my best friends yeah. she a- ended up managing me for almost like six seven years uh-huh. but she brought me down to miami um and she's like let's get you some opening slots florida room uh, under live, there used to be a club called Arcadia. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Okay, wow. So I moved to Miami and I I came down there with this college kid mindset, like I'm gonna play these high energy sets. And I would <laughs> my first couple not times playing in Miami, I bombed, uh-huh. completely bombed. Tell them why you bombed. Because I pl- I was playing like the craziest EDM and Miami's not really. It's not that crowd. That crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I learned that very quickly. Um, I played one night with Joe Maz in Conflict and I was supposed to headline at set. I got in I get in there and I just start banging like Pursuit of Happiness and all these like college ragers and people start walking out and conflict comes back, taps me on the shoulder. He's like, Management wants me to hop back on, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "Fuck <laughs> yeah, you knew that." Man. First of all, it's daunting having the Conflict look over your shoulder, watching everything. So you, you do.
1: were you were you were headlining. They <laughs> booked you to play the big thing. Who who booked it? Olivia. Yeah. Olivia did. Uh-huh. So she yeah. booked you as Crespo. Yep. And you come in there, and this was at set, right? This was you at set. 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 Yeah. Set. And you got to watch Conflict open.
3: Uh Well, I get there Yeah, he was yeah. He was opening I was like <laughs> Wow, <laughs>
1: was like, holy shit So you like, you got the same You got the same Fucking treatment Joe got Like Joe said When he showed up He had the headline He was playing after conflict And he's like You fucking show up And conflict's opening And he's over there <laughs> Doing all the crazy shit Yeah, yeah it just You know, and he's like Fuck am I supposed? Yeah. am I supposed to do yeah. how you follow yeah. that up? Right, so, <laughs> clean. There's only so many times that I can fucking play heads roll, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so that like, man, they're like, all right, management wants us to get back on. Yeah, um, and that was a good learning lesson yeah. for me because Miami taught that taught me how tough of a market Miami is to mm-hmm. play because it's so diverse mm-hmm. and you can't just go in and bang an hour and a half set, two hour set. I mean, some of- some of those sets are four or five hours. Yeah. And you watch a DJ like Conflict, and he just knows how to perfectly flow through that, you know? And so I was like, fuck, I'm nervous as shit. I'm like, Uh, what do I mm -hmm. do? But it was a great learning lesson because Conflict's such a a great DJ, a good human, that he was like, you know, we'll we'll talk about this. You know, he was willing to teach me and tell me, like, what went wrong, what not to do, which some DJs would just be like, completely fuck off. Yeah. Which is why I have so much respect and love for him because... He's always pushed DJ culture mm-hmm. and wanted everybody to like win. So like that night was like a big learning lesson for me. Yeah, he was like, Yeah.
1: Don't worry, just
3: go hang out. But I got you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let <laughs> yeah, me handle I got, this. Like, I got just this watch. <laughs> Brought the room back together. Everything we'll talk good. in the morning. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Dude, that sucks. I had to be the dude sometimes to go tell him that I gotta get back on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wait, to so tell to tell or no, just no, a DJ? No, no. Like just any DJs. any other DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've done that and shit. It's the worst it too. I remember, I remember, remember Caroline D'Amour, the yes. girl. Yeah, I had to tell her, and I went up, and as soon as I like got up to her, she's like, "I know." <laughs> oh. and she goes, "I'm sorry if I ruined ruined the night." I was like, "No, I saw you did your thing. let cool. like, grab a drink." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I you played, killed it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know You were then, killing though. it. And then I. And <laughs> what's funny is I played. Uh,
0: Blame it on management.
1: No, I was. I close to the end of the night. I played. Um, Oh, what's their names? They f- they live here. <clears throat> uh What's the big hip hop 90s group that had the weird fucking beat? They were like in that Lunas, Er Lunis uh the I got
0: 500 shit. That,
1: that but they they weren't that one like they're like far sideish Lunis
0: from here? No, they, they live here Carolina? now.
1: They they huh. speak their own language. Shit. Anyways, I can't remember. I can't think of it right now. Fire-ass fucking song. It'll come to me in a little bit. But mm-hmm. she, he was hanging out with her. He mm-hmm. was up here. I guess they knew each other just from the fucking Hollywood circuit. And she comes around. and She's like, oh, my God, did you know he was here? And you're playing the song. I was like, no, nah, I'm just playing it. it. It works. She's like, he's fucking here. He's fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, she's like grabbing him and shaking him. And he's just like, he's like all, all right, little white girl. Shout out to Caroline
3: Dia Moore. Mm. She was fine. Damn, I feel like there's been an era of so many DJs since I've started that like, you see like the trends go through them, and it just shows like, <laughs> not not in a bad way, but like, it shows like how well open format season, how well seasoned open format DJs mm-hmm. are to like withstand that time. Oh yeah, you know that's why I still love doing it. And we've seen yep. it all, dude, all of it, all of it. You look at dude like Tommy Trash or oh, like the back, yeah. the EDM days where these guys were popping for two years, three years. Completely fell off the face there. You yep. don't, don't even hear now. Yeah, and then yeah. there's the open format
1: dudes. We're just like the, the scorned. Dudes, just like <laughs> still doing, yeah, like hanging on. Yeah, just you know, like can do it. Like we're like, you know, they're like, oh, go get me
0: the open format, guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like you know, like when every, when the trend dies, uh, oh, go get me the open format. Go guys. dust them off. Yeah. It's
0: like the bug that's yeah. hanging onto your car while you're driving. Go get yeah. it's still hanging there. Yeah. 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 Go get <laughs> and get the it. Stop guy. and it's still there. Yeah. Go
1: get the guy that mixes sexy red and Britney Spears together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
3: probably because we love music so Yeah much, that's so exactly good. what it you know, is like And all cool. it
0: all comes full circle Like everywhere it you go, You see all the shit now It's like the, All the shit We were talking about this All the music yeah. that was Yeah Years ago And then these younger cats are Like Yeah TikTok Asking for that shit That we were playing 15 years ago Yeah These kids are fresh Out of high school Yes And that's college all
2: TikTok trends and stuff That's wild Yeah, yeah. 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 Social media i mean murder on the dance floor for example exactly
0: Bro, that song's 20 salt years burn. old yeah Saltburn. crazy like gimme gimme abba. by abba, abba. abba. Oh, that's, oh, wait, i say God, like, that every time man I'm like, my, my dad night. would be so
3: happy to know that this is happening right <laughs> i now. always talk yeah. about that
0: out in uh in new york in hamptons yeah that was the biggest shit and for the last Dude. like four years i was like how how do y'all know this shit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. so true yeah. but
3: i i fuck with it because yeah. to me it's like timeless music's is coming yeah yeah because i get more requests for like that type of stuff than sexy red ski mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that records that you think we need to play yeah but like those time that, It's like spur of the moment crazy shit yeah like,
0: people love it it's like you let that shit rock for forty five seconds I mean you see most of these records now they're only two minutes long there's no yeah there's no like their brains are just programmed like that now it's like oh, in and out in and out in and yeah, out you definitely. play a song for too long it's like
2: yeah like, all right I'm bored Next. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah then they yeah.
0: walk away or they're on their phone Yep. it's so true yeah they just that fast-paced open format is just—it's what it is. Right I love
1: now. it. I love it too. Yeah, I love open format. Yeah. I think it's the greatest thing mm-hmm. on earth. True I, open format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's I why love, you got to check mm-hmm. out vinyl. <clears throat> like the room, the place, vinyl here is real yeah. open format, and yeah. they don't—they want you. The, like you think you're open, and they'll be like, opener. <laughs> Get more open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So I love that. You got your Miami. You moved to Miami eventually?
3: Yeah. I right. ended up moving to Is Miami. That, was that the next step? Well, I, I, I had some legal troubles. I don't know how legal illegal I can get on the podcast. Yeah. We can <laughs> um, bleep shit. I got arrested in college at FSU. I was selling weed at the time. Uh-huh. So you were I ahead of the crimi- curve. I guess I've already been incriminated. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was selling weed just to make money. Um, I was playing gigs left and right, like headlining uh-huh. ones. And I, I was that kid in school now where, you know, I'm – i am in these classes like biology and chem organic chemistry. And I'm in the back just downloading music, cutting edits. <laughs> just like fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck this. Why am I doing this? But I've been uh, walking out of class and make a damn dude. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had my dad and mom, mostly my dad in my ear, like, you gotta do practical shit. Um, and I knew that I had wanted to follow music, but I was like, damn, I gotta graduate. <laughs> um, fast forward a couple months later, I'm selling weed and uh this crazy shit happens. I don't know how much info I'm gonna give, but basically we got our door kicked down by damn, federal damn, agents. Oh, no, you was pushing. My roommate was pushing so he a had, lot more. He yeah. Had um pushing P. Yeah, pushing they, y'all, P, P. They was heavy. <laughs> yeah. Y'all y'all was heavy. Pushing big Ps. So um, what happened? Did you have to go did you have to go sit down? Yeah, so without giving too too much, too yeah. much down, um we all got put in jail. Mm-hmm. Um I had a bunch of charges on me, decided that school was this was like this come yeah. to God moment where it was like damn, you know, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. And this, it was like God intervening, like, yo, you know, school is not for you. You know, kicked out, all this stuff. So I was like, now's the time to chase music. Mm-hmm. And um, the writing was on the wall. It was on the wall almost, yeah. It was like this divine intervention for me. So I went full, full-time full at it. I moved, moved back down to Miami, left FSU. and I was like, I'm just going to go hard at this. And what year was this? <clears throat> this was I was about like to graduate, so
1: 2012-ish. All right. Yeah. So when, you move, so when you moved to Miami and you were going to go balls deep on the DJ shit, did you hit up Conflict and Joe down there?
3: Honestly, I didn't know them very well. Right. But Olivia, my manager at the time who found me. But he
1: talked street. He talked to you after he had to pull you pull back. You up. Yeah. So yeah. like y'all had that relationship, yeah, right?
3: Yeah. Um, and that was actually one of the first times we really interacted. But Olivia had this huge promotion group to their crew who uh, did nights. They had models, all this stuff. And so they kind of commanded – if they wanted to put a DJ in the room. Clearly they put me in that room and I wasn't ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um that's kinda how it worked yeah. back then in Miami. If you yeah. were had a big clout, big mm-hmm. promotion, big following, you yeah. kinda could put your DJ on or whatever. Yeah. I still they still kinda do that nowadays. Yeah. Um and so yeah, that was when I first really started to link with the Miami DJs conflict, Joe, Cass, um who else was big down there? Ross Just, was Jessica Ross, Ross, who, one. Ross, Jessica Who and I would watch them DJ I'm like damn I have so much work to do. <laughs> I got so much work. To do. But it was really cool cuz that night uh conflict was like, you know, let's I'll talk to you about this later. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was cool. He gave me the tips on like this is what Miami is, you know. There's a few more moments where I still got kicked off the decks I played at Arcadia. I think Dave Rutman was the one who mm. was like oh. he's got to hop off. Yeah. And after that moment, that was a big moment too where I was like damn, maybe I'm not supposed to be DJing, you know. It's not it that you're just in the fucking jungle, I bro. Was, yeah, I got thrown to the wolves, <laughs> yeah, the wolves. and oh. those wolves are good, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> R- Rascal <laughs> was DJing, yeah, and so like I had I learned that, like, yeah, you can have a big following and bring people, but like the skill has to translate also, and
1: especially in that market,
2: yeah, you know, big it's time. And you got to see best. so
1: many great styles of DJing down there too, from like the for the sure. house guys,
3: the the yeah. hood parties, the mic works, Oscar the, G. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The They're, day party. Yeah. Yeah. And so like for me it was like, damn, I really put my head down for like two years, almost a year and a half, <coughs> opened, played, you know, some headlining gigs that weren't like massive ones. Uh-huh. And really put my head down, took the skill seriously. Like I was downloading music, organizing it, cutting, practicing everything. And Got to the point where I would go out every night and just study what these guys were doing, doing the homework, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. doing it the right way, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I realized like there's no real shortcuts, especially like the young DJs I see nowadays. Like, how do you get to this point? I'm like, man, this is 10, 12 years in the middle. yeah, <laughs> you know, you got to get kicked off the that's deck. A, yeah, that's shit. a that's a big problem
0: now. Like, <laughs> a lot of these kids think it's like yeah. overnight success, that's huge. They can sit yep. in their room and they're like, oh, I could do this, I could do this. They pull up with like how you used to do it, 200 kids mm-hmm. and then. It's like, oh yeah, here's a headline set. But then they fucking bomb and everybody's like except for their friends, everybody's like, what the fuck is this guy yeah, doing? Exactly. And then you right. could you could call him out on the gram. The <laughs> you buy flop followers and you buy that blue check and everybody thinks there's somebody. And exactly. then there's
1: us old dogs and we're
0: just like We're that's just like, that's like fuck it, cute. whatever. That's yeah. cu- exactly that's Look at this one. Let's we'll mm-hmm. see if he's gonna
3: he won't be around in a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause some of these young kids I'll I'll see them be in that place I was where they had to you know the big promotion team they put them mm-hmm. on bomb the room and like i had a conflict moment where i was like yo i should tell these kids how to do it you mm-hmm. know or like mm-hmm. what what, they, what went wrong because if not that cycle just continues yeah. you yep. know? and
1: i think they honestly want to do it right they of just course. don't know how, how to do, do it. it right yeah. of course and they 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 have so much there's so much youth and immaturity and ego and insecurity that they're not willing to be like help me exactly you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to be like, "Yo, like, like, listen. I know what you're going through. I
0: got you." Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't just don't, they don't think it's cool to ask for help now. No, definitely. They just want to do their definitely. shit how they want to do it. Mm. And I'll teach y'all guys something that uh, you know they taught me in my
1: years of fucking training mm-hmm. and stuff. But people are gen- are programmed to want to help. Mm-hmm. So if you ask somebody like, "Like, will you help me?" those exact words. It's like n- they are, like, 99% to, like, help mm-hmm. if you ask for the help. Not yep. if you're, like, yeah. if you just, like, will you help me? People are, like, it's, like, we automatically, like, yes. Mm.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, that's why, I, I mean, maybe we get into this later, but that's why I opened the school because, mm-hmm. like, I was seeing this cycle of DJs come up that I wasn't, like, super happy with. It was, like, this ego-driven, like, I want to be the dj because 2011 12 was like edm avicii mm-hmm. all stuff. Was like i want to <laughs> be this headlining prompt, yeah. dude and like i think some of these kids i watched get thrown to the wolves like some of these kids who got thrown into vegas like oh i have this big promotion team and tank these rooms mm-hmm. and vegas is a room that like you tank you're you're done. fucked your yeah, yeah. name <laughs> is known as that yep. and um now these kids are like how'd you get into vegas i'm like we got a lot more to talk about before we <laughs> get to Vegas. You know. um, I say that again. There's a few chapters to read before yo, you get yo, there. Say that part again. <laughs> we got to talk a little bit more about before you, Vegas yeah. before you
1: get to Vegas, kid. We got we got to talk Had a little a couple bit. Of combos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fucking true, man. I can only imagine, especially you and the circuits that you do, and the kids that fucking come up to you, like, <clears throat> oh, dude. And, yeah. and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But how do I get to Vegas? And you're Ooh. like, Woo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I'm not gonna say some names, but like, there's some big TikTok DJs who I've had to like co-headline with, maybe even open for sometimes. Um, who and this is in Vegas, especially where they'll get on the decks and the room just starts tanking. Like people mm-hmm. are walking out. Mm-hmm. Like what is this? Sick Kick was one of them. I have no yeah. problem calling that. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> but well, I've even, heard that. Yeah, many times. That's just yeah. like a guarantee. Yeah, and it's like, like I, those like, nights I almost call. prepare <clears> to like I gotta go on like an hour earlier yeah like they're gonna put me back on
0: and come in full steam to mm-hmm. so just keep or yeah. pull them back yeah
3: exactly and so i guess that's the difference between where we have these djs who have no idea how to read a room but are so popular that they'll draw a huge crowd out mm-hmm. and then there's us who like put that room back together which i think is cool man like we're we're kind of those guys in the trenches like making sure the night succeeds stays no on, what. on path yeah. yeah oh yeah so now miami how long did you stay in miami uh i've been in miami for 20 plus years now that's been home haven't left um it's kind of like a great base because there's so many clubs Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. so much happening um and so for me it was like this is a great place as a hub for nightlife Mm -hmm. it's changed a little bit but it's still like kind of the vegas oh i gotta call my man keep
1: talking i got if i don't find out the name of this fucking group i'm gonna go crazy (laughs) bugging
0: him right now
3: Yeah, Miami has so many venues now, it and then Fort, La- Fort, Laud- Fort Lauderdale starting to pop up. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I, I always see. Um, you know, Carlos, CX. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's always in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, like bouncing back and forth between the two cities. Yeah. What do you think was the big, the big, <coughs> pop of Miami? Man,
3: that's tough because it. Mansion. Mansion. Yeah. When mansion opened,
1: and um, Wayne started talking about it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so my favorite era. This was in college too. Was when like. New Disco was popping, like Mastercraft, and uh, um, like. But AM was doing Banana Split, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Steve Aoki would do this party with AM sometimes, but mainly him at Bed, mm-hmm. it's a club where there's just bed, yeah. beds yep. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I remember Bed. Uh, <laughs> Didn't
1: they have one of those in New York, mm-hmm. where they're just
3: down in Miami, the big white beds? Yeah, 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 yeah. white beds everywhere, oh. yep. um, and that kind of brought these celebrities, and the mansion opened, it was like, this is the mega That's club what of, yeah. the, of the country, yeah, and so Mansion for so long was the spot, man. If you think about Mansion back in the day, it wasn't even that nice uh, compared to, <laughs> to what we have now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The hair now. show Yep, Mansion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> For Jamie Priestley's clothing line that she tried to launch. Oh shit. she's from North Carolina. You know her from Joe Dirt to Blonde. Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so Mansion was like the pop in era of Miami, and then Ultra started popping off. EDM was so big in Miami. Yep.
1: W, yeah, WMC was huge we're it, talking what well, we're
0: talking like 20, 2010 12 probably 7 yeah, to 12. 7, 12 but those early days of WMC were different than they were now yeah. That like that whole ultra shit now is different than what it used to be oh yeah cause it wasn't all just house music you used to get guys like fucking Jazzy Jeff would go down there yeah. and do the, the pool party and yeah. it was different yeah like the
3: whole thing was just music it was yeah it was fuck just a conference me. then it He's just started 20 years fuck <laughs> Damn, I'm old. <laughs> Wait, hold
1: up. So when we met? Like 2013.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Fuck, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> I know.
1: It's crazy. <laughs> no. 20. Let's give it probably, 2015.
3: Probably 15. Yeah. When was Sweet really popping out here?
1: That was 2008. The t- 2008 it, to 10 was super popping. Popping. You came, and y'all did Sweet, right? Yeah. Didn't y'all do Sweet? Yeah. yeah.
3: And I did Sweet a few times mm-hmm. solo, too, with that dude, Brett. Yeah, Brett, now yeah.
1: Brett's a fucking real estate mogul. Really? Yeah, he started doing real estate while he was still in the doing sweet, and then now he's got his own thing. Wow, uh, uh, Even 2015 is almost 10 years
3: ago. Yeah. yeah. I love coming here because everybody would just request Young Dolph, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> right shit. We love Dolphin, the uh, Key Glocker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Key
1: Glocker.
0: Dance. And they got the new ones, Finesse. Mm-hmm. Finesse two Finesse times. Finesse two times. Yeah,
1: yeah. Dude, <laughs> Big Boogie. I got to do VJ's little. his You're doing that sweet party 16. today, right? Bro. And she's How just, much that shit today has have? He showed me the playlist. He showed it King to you? King Vaughn. Yeah, no, a, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. So, listen. So, it's his. Oh, block. So, VJ owns the building, the novelty house in Havana and like some buildings uptown. And it's his daughter's suite 16. Oh, shit. And. He, I was like, yeah, of course I'll do it, V. And he, I was like, what do you think they're gonna want to hear? He's like, probably Taylor Swift. And I was like, well, just ask her, like. And he, so he sent me the playlist and his number, like fucking Vaughn, <laughs> Key <Kegel>, Glock, damn, <laughs> like all, like all the hardest shit. Oh, and all, they're gonna, all, like, s- you know, they're gonna sing every all those word. Lizards. They're gonna be right. the Yeah, hell
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he texted me the playlist. Let me see if I could pull it up right now. oh su- It's all super hard. Uh huh. All right. So, what is she sixteen? Yeah. This what sixteen insane. years we we'll
1: listen to? We were sixteen once. That's we true. We weren't That's trying true. to fucking listen
0: to. Yo, it's so crazy. Uh, real quick, yesterday, just like prepping for that R and B. We did an R and B party. yes, all R and B party, like, like date party. Yeah. Um. And I was like prepping all my music and shit. I was sitting there with my uh-huh. wife, and she was like, "Oh, damn! I haven't heard that in so long." But it was just shit that I'm listening to. I swear to God, when I'm like thirteen. And it was like some raunchy <laughs> shit. She yeah. was like, I was like, you understand when I was listening to this shit? And now you think about what these kids listen to at like 14, 15, oh, 16. Yeah. It's even
3: worse. Yeah. Especially if you listen to Vaughn and Dirk yeah. and all that, that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I yeah. love it. This shit right here is all props. hmm
1: <laughs> And I have to Google what they're saying uh, yeah. like to get the lingo. <laughs> like, what does that mean? All right, so 20 years in Miami. All right, so hold up. Now, now when did you start traveling out of, out of Florida?
3: Damn, good question. Um, so I joined. So, I joined Rich Group with Conflict. Yeah, uh-huh. Conflict. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I started to get better. Conflict pulled me aside. I started to have a following, and he's like, you know, I think you'd be a good asset to this team, mm-hmm. and it was all my favorite DJs. I mean, yeah, Excel, Jessica, <clears throat> Jessica, who, Graham Funk, obscene, obscene, and I was like, damn, for me to be on this would be sick. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so joined Rich Group and Louis Rich is a beast. I have so much respect for that dude. Um. He always found ways to get us in the right spots. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I started traveling to the k- accounts that they had played in, kind of plugged me into uh, Connecticut, New York, different spots. Mm-hmm. And through those, I would kind of always go into the club and make sure I built the relationship. That was like such an important part for me to always. go in and say yeah. hello. You know, Boy, you've always been good at that. Yeah. Which is kind of like I owe a lot of my success to that because you got to establish that relationship. If you want to be in a certain room yeah um and i never would try and force it it wasn't like let let me buy you dinner let me you know pick your brain it was just like yo what up you know yeah. good to meet organically. you yeah. organically because yeah. if you force it some sometimes i feel like people yeah see right like, get, get off my day, day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. exactly it wasn't really more about getting booked it was more like i want to learn and see what you do because this is all fascinating to me yeah mm-hmm. so each city i'd go to i'd make sure like build a cool relationship and through that make sure I play a good set obviously yeah. mm-hmm. yep bring people out. It was like a combination of doing all this stuff to where they're like, yo, you know, killed it tonight. Let's bring you back here, here, here. And it started to be this good ball of momentum through rich group. And, you know, obviously you have guys like conflict and Joe going in crushing it. And then Lewis would be like, Hey, I have other guys. Let's see how we plug them in. Mm -hmm. And so from that, I was like, you know, I got to execute on the level that these guys are doing. And a lot of really cool accounts came from that, you know? And then I was like, damn, I can travel, make some really good money. And, to me, I would watch the people in Vegas and be like, that's the dream. You know, yep. how, do I, how the fuck do I get that? get there? to that point. Yeah. And it took forever. It took almost six years of traveling, building the name, branding, and all that stuff. And then I started to realize how important branding was. And I think a lot of DJs back then really didn't focus on it. It was like social media was kind of like, eh, yeah. what do I do with this? It was a goof. It was, like, it was a goof. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, just like, just, <laughs> we're just here to DJ. Yeah. You know? right. And then I realized how much time you need to put into that stuff. So. I would spend tons of time developing graphics and mm-hmm. getting logos done. Doing it yourself? Yeah. Were you yeah. reaching out to other people too? I uh, was doing yeah. it mostly myself. That was like the only thing I really loved from school was learning Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sick. They taught you Photoshop? Yeah, in high school. Oh, hell yeah. I was in newspaper class, and that's where I learned like yeah. literally, if I could tell anybody, take a, take a Photoshop class. That's like the number one skill I've learned in this time because – You control your branding. That shit helps. Yeah.
2: I wish I would have done that, like graphic design or something, so I could
3: have been. Yeah. Cause then, you know, you send your stuff to a graphic designer and he'll kick something back. You're like, this is not the vision. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where like you're at home creatively making whatever you want. Yeah. Let's say you're in an era of like anime or some shit. Like I've been on this Akira uh, kick. So like all my graphics are like anime style Mm -hmm. now. Um, And it's cool because I think people can attach to your brand that way, you know? Like, wait, hold on. Didn't Mm -hmm. you skateboard? A little bit. I tried. Uh, I tried. Do
1: Do you see that? Any like with the skateboard and the anime? That
3: yeah, that played a big culture and branding. That played a big part in my branding. Um, It was mostly anime since I was young. That was like the Dragon Ball Zs and you know Full Metal Alchemist type shit. And I I, Japanese culture to me was like the shit fucking flies still flies still. They never miss. Yeah, they're like
1: they're a hundred fucking decades strong on that shit.
3: I was I went to Japan last year for my first time and. They're just like, they know how to appreciate moments in time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have stores just dedicated to boomboxes. Right. And, like, Damn. Porsche front ends. Like, and people are in there buying this shit. Yeah. But, like, it's cool because they appreciate that culture. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we're in America. I feel like we see something cool. It, we're pop culture, right? right. So, mm-hmm. we see something dope. Cool. This is dope. And let me throw it away. What's next? Right. Yeah. You know, they're they, like,
1: they really do find it the art, the detail to everything. Yeah. Even what, even like, with hair, yeah. we were doing that, the time that I spent with them, I was like, these they're so fucking detailed. Yep. Makes you more
3: detailed. Yeah. I came back from there and I was like, man, I came back to America. I was culture shocked. Yeah, like, this place sucks. I was like, damn, no one has respect for anything. No. <laughs> 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 Nothing, bro. It was crazy. They're, they Yo, even respect the subway. Our, it's clean. Our president
1: yeah. was on the fucking Super Bowl talking about getting shorted for Doritos. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> this is where we live, bro. <laughs> Our commander in chief, yo. They, sh- I'm gonna need more than eight cookies on the Oreo row, bro. <laughs> I lost it. I mean, I love America. because I'm all about some fucking anarchy and shit. But yeah, mm. yeah. When you go to when you see Japan, you're just like, whoa.
3: Yeah, different. Even Bandai the DJs. The, the DJs big. are really dope. You know, you have some. What really, songs
1: was hitting big over there for you?
3: Honestly, they love hip hop. Right oh, th- old hip hop. Old, old hip hop. Have like, you ever language. asked Graham
1: about playing over there? And he, he's like, they love super bass and. Yeah, yeah they, they love some Nicki Minaj. Yeah. They
3: love everything, which is cool. They love music way more than most countries. Mm-hmm. Like they're there to be like, "What's this DJ gonna do for me?" Not, "Oh, he's Tiesto. He's this. He's that." Right. And so like, a open format DJ comes out there and they're mind blown by it. Yeah. You know, because it's not just house music right. all night. They and hear there's so
1: much American culture that which they love. They, they love. Like I guess they just appreciate. They're it, are fascinated by masses. yeah. That's yeah. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. pretty cool.
3: I was there. I came in with the mindset like, oh, maybe I need to play some K-pop cause K- and J-pop, which yeah. are big out there. Big, yeah. They don't want to hear uh-uh. that shit. Uh-uh. Nah. They get that every day. Exactly. Yeah. They like, idolize, especially rap culture out here. They want to see what we do here. Yeah. 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 So like an artist, uh, like I was there when Quavo was there. And like, Quavo's cool. He's not, you know, the Migos together. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy. People were running after him in the street. <laughs> like, like he was Taylor Swift. <laughs> damn. Like, damn, this is crazy. But yeah, that's and he was like Mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mama, mama. Mama.
1: Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So that so the traveling list what are some of the greatest places you've done?
3: The the traveling really was what made me understand like how cool you could take something like DJing. Yeah. How far you could take something like DJ. Mm-hmm. Um
1: what all right, let me rephrase yeah. the question. What what's the different like what it so when you get to these different cities? what are some of the cities that you've got to that you've learned something about, like, just the different music or how, like, something works?
3: Um, Rio, Brazil. Uh-huh. Man, I that was a tough place to DJ because I'm not really well knowledgeable in funk and ballet and all uh-huh. that stuff. But um, they love that shit. And so that was a great place to understand culture and learning that, like, okay, they don't actually love American music as right. much as other places. mm mm-hmm. So it took me a while to like really understand. So now when I go to a city like that, I'll go on the Spotify charts, mm-hmm. check what's popping out mm-hmm. there, and it's music I've never heard. So like, you,
1: when you went down there, you did went down there to do a club set. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. oh so you had to yeah. Yeah, did I you had bomb?
3: To, No, no. Honestly, did like I, I had a good knowledge of some of the music, and then mixed in they love house music out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. that Brazilian bass like A-Lock, all these. Alok. Yeah. Mochak. Yeah, um, Mochak yeah, was sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, Mocheck. still. So that dude blew up, man. Insane. Who else? Vintage culture. Vintage yeah, culture. yeah, he's Brazilian. Brazilian. Um, they're Brazilian. Mm-hmm.
2: It's just one guy. Yeah.
3: Oh. Guy. Yeah. Dope. Damn. He's killing. It. He's yeah. one of my favorites.
2: You'd be surprised, like how big, like the EDM and like house that stuff. I know. I knew it well, was. I just <laughs> yeah. didn't really. At first, of all, I didn't even know it was just one dude. You, you ever like... see the comments and like when artists post "Come to Brazil"? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all the time. Always. Oh, like, they're so, they're passionate, so about yeah, they're they're, passionate. They're very passionate.
3: They're artists. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Brazil was one of them. Where else? There's, there's even. Uh, local states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's even, um, like, U.S. places where, like, I find, like, really cool pockets of music that, um, you know, you don't really hear in other places. Right. Like, like when I go to, like, even in Miami, like, Little Haiti, like, they're I'm a, they're rocking, like, I'm a Piano and, uh-huh. and Afrobeat. And, like, I don't really get to play that stuff in, like, a Vegas club. Maybe some things, yeah. you know. But, like, I'm a Piano and, like, Davido and shit like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Toronto. Toronto, man fucking such a cool city for cool as fuck yeah Uh, i loved it out there like the culture up there is so crazy like they want to hear tory they want to hear all their you know um toronto legends huge
0: huge, huge
3: reggae big dance hall reggae they love it all and like that's a really cool place because you go from a vegas spot where you were playing big room and Mm -hmm. uh edm and stuff and then you pop in toronto and it's like holy shit i the 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 format is wide open yeah Mm -hmm. you know play anything Um, so like cities like that, where there's really cultural melting pots for me are like the most fun, but challenging. Right. You know, but that's what I love about the traveling part is there's always something different. Like last night at trio, um, I had to adapt. It's not an easy room, you know, it's it's a big room and like, you know, sometimes they will just stand around. And so like you got to adapt and figure those things out. That's what I love about traveling. Uh huh. You gotta get them moving in that big old room. Yeah. They're
2: just looking at you like, do something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's>
3: yeah. <literally laughs> like, 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 and I'm not right. used to that because most clubs in Miami, people are like on their phones, taking mm-hmm. pictures. In their yeah. VIP. In their VIP, even New York. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Similar, That's you know? exactly how it is. Isn't you right? get the trio and everybody's staring at you, and I'm like, do I don't something. even want to look. That at big you floor. Yeah. You don't yeah. even want to yeah. look at them. Yeah. Do a backflip or something.
1: Especially if you don't, if you're sober, and they're giving you that look, cause you just like feel it. At least if you're like. At least if you got some drunk in you, you can kind of like... You're not thinking too much about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: That was me last night because I've been on that sober kick. Yep, same. And um, I was in my head for a little like, damn, everybody's staring at me. They're going to hear every transition. Uh They're going to hear every little kick that might be off. That's Mm -hmm. the worst mindset to get into, too. Yeah, yeah. But then, you you know... They're
1: actually paying attention. You you feel like
3: they're paying attention. But they (laughs) have no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) There, There should be... You guys should do a podcast on like the... Catching flow as a DJ. Because I feel like no one really understands how hard it is to catch flow sometimes.
1: That should be a thing. We should make it a hashtag catch flow. Catch Catch flow. Catch flow. (laughs) Get flow. Where's your flow? (laughs) I feel like I've I've literally been doing it and this used to happen a lot, like when I would do like the the bigger like the open format rooms or even the like soup like when the hood parties were like what I call open format. And I would just blank out, bro. I was like
0: Zone, mm-hmm. that's the best. Murder, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I get the same thing. Yeah, after you put down a set like that, and you walk uh, out, and you're like, what "The fuck did I play?" I had people tell yeah. me they're like, Are "You
3: fucking blanked." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm reading this book called "Optimizing Flow" right now, and it, it talks about like how a rock climber, or um, a football player, a DJ, whatever it is, how they reach flow and what it's like. It's like you black out. Mm-hmm. It's like your brain takes over, and you're just rocking records. You know exactly what song to pick, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And she's talking about how to optimize that moment and get there quicker. Okay. They talk about how alcohol helps you get Mm -hmm. there. It does. Mm -hmm. There's a double edged sword to it, Mm -hmm. but it takes you out of your thoughts. Right. And flow is where you're not thinking too much, just going.
2: I feel like with alcohol you can get into that flow quicker. Exactly. Like once I stop drinking, like I'm like cleaner. Yes. Technically that's exactly
3: what I've noticed is it takes me a little bit longer to find flow, so I like longer sets. Yeah, but I love the longer sets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I can rock. You set it. your own pace. I fucking hate. Yeah. I
1: hated coming in with an opener when they wanted two hours and you got to go right to it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like last night was a two-hour set, and I was like, "Damn, I wish I kind of could have played the whole night." Yeah. to be honest, doesn't it seem
2: though like once you're up through those two hours, it just flies by? Yeah. The next thing you know, it, it's like one forty, and you're like, "Fuck!" But here, those yeah.
0: those headline sets are different. Like, there's not many here. Well, we play true. we play full nights. Yeah, four or five here. hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Back play, in New York. Like,
1: we have so many different spots here. Like trio's the club. Yep. RSVP's the club. But then we like Havana is K and Kate and I'm a piano type five. and Afrobeat. Yeah. Upstairs is housey disco-y, the mm-hmm. Pop. And then vinyl that. is wide the fuck open. Like yeah. you better be playing like Super Mario Brothers theme song into like that's dope. Mm. Fucking yeah. queen. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm, so, I'm talking
0: like set lengths. Yeah, but then... Our, and
1: but yeah, also, I mean, our, I mean, our set... So what I'm saying is like all these places are diverse around town. Yeah. And then it's four or five hours mm-hmm. of
3: DJing it. Damn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But see, like that's dope. Because then you can... You know, you're kind of not like playing the same shit every week. Right. You yeah. know? You get that's what I hated different. about the travel and the bottle service clubs is they literally want the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got burned out last year. It yeah. was like how many times I'm going to play Get Low by Lil Mm Jon. And, you know, I love rocking crowds. To me, the art and the adrenaline of making people dance is why we do it. But I reached burnout last year because I was like, damn, I'm in these same clubs every night, kind of rocking the same set. I'd feel good when I get to play a new record and break it on the dance floor. But it's not enough to be like, damn, I want to play the five. I mean, I'd love to play the five-hour, you know, Mm Afrobeat reggae set. Because that is kind of you know I get to dig in crates I never mm-hmm, see anyone mm-hmm. you know, so I miss that and I think it's cool that y'all have that out here because yeah. in Miami we have it but not consistently. Right. It's like oh we got a one off party here or this or that. Know, it's right. hard goddamn work. Yeah. But yeah. We do it. I fuck with it. I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. Because you know what like you guys are doing. You're finding it. the music. You're yeah. you're organizing it. You're you're do- you're DJing it. You know. Yeah. We're like, you know, you you can play these cuts now in a big set if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'd hear it and be like, fuck yeah, respect. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't care if nobody else knows it. Like, I'm like, damn, that's dope. I
1: think it's really neat when you notice <clears throat> how much music people actually do know. For you know sure. what I mean? Like when you play some shit and they know it, yeah. and you're like,
3: hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Whereas like, you know, when you go to the big club, it's like, they're, I think a lot of people stay away from the big club because they're just like, they know what they're going to get. mm mm-hmm. You know what it's I mean? gonna be the same shit yeah. over and over. It's just like yeah. that. Those
3: those two hundred that work. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like uh, Eric made a comment last night. He was like, "Man, he's like, I hear swag surfing all the time." And I was like, "That's that's you're gonna hear swag yeah. surfing for the next ten years. Yeah, man. maybe next twenty years. That's that's still, a, you know,
0: that shit is still hanging mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Dude, no, I remember No when hands. I when it No hands out. Swag, swag surf. Dreams fucking and nightmares. Dreams <laughs> and I. I my God. I had never <laughs>
1: seen anything like swag surfing, and it was. <laughs> I was in Columbia, South Carolina, DJing. Oh shit! shit. Mm-hmm. Five points? Like, yeah, at five points. This and yeah. pl- it, it had just came out. Yeah. And the promoter, or the now he was a promoter, but he was also the one of the owners. He was like, and the DJ booth was up above. He goes, he goes, do you got the swag, sir? I was like,
0: what the fuck what the are fuck you talking that? about? <laughs> what the fuck is the swag And he serve? was like,
1: download this shit called Swagserve. Mm-hmm. And I downloaded it, and I just played it. And that whole room it was like slayed. literally, Literally swags And I was like, oh, my God, this is wild. <laughs> what was the
0: demographic, though? Huh? What was the demographic young, you played for?
1: Young black kids, white kids, college uh-huh. kids. So, like, they were... You know what I learned
0: I, I learned that shit DJing at, at for uh, the college fraternities. Yeah, and it was like the 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 black fraternities, uh-huh. and they so it, the, they like put me on. By, onto that by shit. the
1: time then it was like a real like it's a thing now. Like mm-hmm. white yeah. white moms and dads, everybody are, knows that shit. This, yeah. it's uh, it's like it's the new age jam, electric slot <laughs> No, it's like a jock jam the, now. I mean, you there's
3: a mean? video of Taylor, Taylor Swift doing it. it would be on jock jams, volume two hundred and sixty-seven thousand. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> and, and like, my thing, man, is, like, even though people are going to hear it for 10 years and it might be old, I have so much, like, intrigue and love for these records because they make people move no yeah. matter what.
0: But see, like, that's the difference of music 15, yep. 18 years ago. Yeah. Like, those records are still sticking. Nothing now is going to stick. No. Like, you're not going to fucking hear Sexy Red... Uh-uh. Shake that ass. Man. The only one Shake you may, the man. only one
1: that may stick around was the ski because it's just got a chant to it. Mm-hmm. So people yeah. might say it. But like think about shoot. Remember sh- how oh, the yeah. shoot yeah. dance? Shoot. Yeah. What was his name? Uh yeah. JC um I oh, his name. Yeah. His name was uh, Black Boy JB. Oh Black Boy, Boy J B that was yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> shoot shoot.
0: But Drake, you know, Drake blew that shit yeah.
3: Yeah. Even Mo, you that? Drake even on your Like, Oh my bo- the, Yeah, that's gonna stick. That'll too. stick. That's gonna stick. And the cool thing is you play these records at the right time. And even if you're tired of playing them, the reaction uh-huh. makes you like, yo, fuck yeah, it. let's go. You know? Which I love. That's mm-hmm. that's what the part of DJing that's the best to me. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just love anything that gets people hype. Yeah. All right, so now the travel DJ. <coughs> when did you meet uh, D-Nice?
3: Oh, okay. So, damn. There's been so many areas That, was when, the, that was when the Jaden shit started, right? Yeah. So, I actually met D-Nice playing in Orlando. I was playing with Nova uh-huh. um, at TIER and good club great club um i rock this set and at the end of the night this dude comes up and i'm playing like the last record and a rolex lands on my turntable <laughs> the needle pops off the music stops he gets on the mic he's like this kid's fucking dope he's a wasted <laughs> yeah. he's like that sounds about right uh, he's it's like ch- i this love tracks. this dj <laughs> and then disappears and I, there's <laughs> a rolex sitting on the thing and i'm like what the fuck just happened <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Where the fuck is going that so shit in your pocket i yeah. put this rolex on and like I I wake up the next morning and I have 42 missed calls from this number. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I call it back. Yo, Chris, this is D-Nice. I'm like, okay. Who? who?" And he's like, you got my Rolex? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing it. He's like, cool, come meet me here and bring it back. So I brought it back to him. Uh And um, we became close friends ever since. And uh, I didn't realize he was pretty much a really legendary DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fast forward a couple years later, he's like that night he was like, yo, I'm going to help you get to where you want to be as a DJ. And um, fast forward 10 years, actually, he ends up, his brother Miguel opens this huge company called 360. Mm -hmm. They manage the Smith family, best friends. And uh, at the time, Jaden wanted to go on tour. So he got signed to go on tour with Follet Boy, uh, Jaden Will Smith's son. And uh, D-Nice at the time was like, yo, we're looking for a DJ. Do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah you know mm-hmm. i've always wanted to go on tour i've never know, don't know what it's like yep. so i fly out to la i meet jaden at rehearsals we hit it off he's like my brother um and that was like my first taste of what tour life DJing mm-hmm. was like tour bus to city to city to city mm-hmm. and i learned how to use ferrado vj and time code records to video and stuff but Ooh. um that was really cool because i got to learn how to perform with oh. artists mm-hmm. you know we'd have these like segues where i'd cut the record i'd Make a beat with the kick drum and he would freestyle to it and we drop into his like hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was cool is we taught each other things. You know, I taught him how to like interact with crowds. We did the cell phone light thing where the whole arena would light up. I'm like, yo, tell people to do things. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like because he was, this is the first yeah. time performing yeah. in front of people. And um, we grew this really cool bond and D Nice was the catalyst for all that. Tell, tell him to do yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell them to do things. Yeah. Put your hands up. You know, <laughs> scream. Yeah be oh, on somebody yeah <laughs> crazy you say whatever
1: remember that, on the mic and remember, that sk- remember, <laughs> the, remember the ross one video with little john was telling him about you know tell him you got it he goes tell him to fucking do things. this little john talking he's like i need you to be on
2: somebody right fucking now
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so simple though when you think about what we do like uh-huh. you know imagine the artist being like well what should i you know what do i do and he's just like tell him to do, do, shit. Tell him to do shit yeah like what i don't know pull their cell phones out and turn a light on uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Light your hair wild. on fire. Yeah. And then you see ten, yeah. 10 lights go
3: up, then 100, then 1,000, and you're like, damn. I Did got you do
1: like sure. the opening DJ set for him?
3: Yeah. So, so I'd open the arena, which is weird. That shit's weird. People are just looking at you. Mm-hmm. Like We're in Salina, Kansas. And so I was like,
1: what does the Jaden Smith concert go or listen to outside of Jaden Smith? What? To be
3: to be honest, at this <clears throat> time, people didn't really know his music. Right. Mm-hmm. This was opening for Fall Out Boy, which is such uh-huh. a weird uh, yeah. contrast of you know music yeah. and yeah. stuff. But it was actually it worked. Um at that time he was doing like this kind of like rockish hip hop mm-hmm. stuff. So it worked with Fallout Boy. Uh, we'd open for Black Bear and Black Bear opened for oh, Fallout Boy. Oh yeah. That's dope. Um, yeah, I mean, even nowadays, his art, his fans. We did the J. Cole Young Thug tour, uh-huh. which was really cool, and then we did the Tyler the Creator tour. the Yeah, Igor that's tour. definitely <laughs> more fitting for him. Much more fitting, and that was much more comfortable for me because I knew what to open the arena with. Mm-hmm. Where like Fall Out Boy, I was kind of like rocking, you know, emo and punk rock, e, yep. and that was cool too. Because yeah. those fans, the cool thing about rock fans is uh, they're pretty accepting of everything. Yeah, yeah they're there to just kind of vibe too. <laughs> which is <laughs> dope. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I watched Jaden transition from rock and hip-hop into, like, straight hip-hop, and he's kind of moving into this more indie scene now. But it was cool to watch him open for all these artists because the crowds translated no matter what, which is Mm -hmm. dope. Um, The craziest tour was that Young Thug J. Cole tour because Thugger had just gotten on that tour. I was there when he got arrested with all those ecstasy pills. Oh, shit. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, But the tour life was crazy because I didn't realize how tiring it is <laughs>
0: taxing <laughs> you right? go
3: from sleeping on that little bunk in the tour bus to the hotel to shower sound check and then show and then you do it over Yo. and over
1: Yo, you on you on the you're actually on the podcast right now, so don't say anything crazy but I got a question <laughs> all right what was the what's the hip hop group they live here now and they speak their own language and they had the big song in the 90s. Language. Yeah, the dude they they have like this language that they speak to each other. They're they're like part of that like Far Side Lunas. Man, the the one on lives that. here, he's got a bald head and glasses. Uh-huh. uh you got me on that one. <laughs> there was a it was a big record and it, it was a big record. It was a big record like underground hip hop, Big Record, Far Side Lunas. They they talk weird and fast to each other. Yeah, you on that. All right, I, when I I'll call you when I get it figured out. But it's been driving me crazy for two hours. <laughs> all right, later. <laughs> Love you, bro. All right, that was damn. The yeah. phone a friend didn't work. That was no. Incog. No man. And as soon as I as soon as it hits my brain, <laughs> we're all going to be like, oh. Ah! <laughs>
3: Shout to Incog. What
1: was your best tour life memory?
3: Oh man! So we're in Cleveland, Ohio, and I haven't had a laptop issue, anything. Okay. <laughs> this one we all real. just felt that <laughs> was like a knife <laughs> to <laughs> the <laughs> gut. This one was rough, but I got saved by the savior, Kid cuddy. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, we're about to drop Icon, which was Jaden's big record at the time, and my laptop literally just goes blue screen with the <sighs> er, and the spinning bubble or balloon, whatever it is on Macs. And I'm like, fuck, what do I do? I'm controlling the whole mm. thing. I control video and audio. And um, Jaden's like, what the fuck's going on? All of a sudden, I hear this hum. And it's the Kid Cudi hum. And all of a sudden, Kid Cudi walks out because they're best friends. Uh-huh. They're really close. Kid Cudi walks out. And I have like a 30, 45 second gap where he's talking and screaming and everybody's going crazy. And um, I reset Serato, pop in. And he's like, yo, DJ, drop that shit. And I just <sighs> dropped it like that. It was like God Damn. came out. Kid so Cudi no, is so God. So
1: nobody knew anything was going on. Nobody. Like, they probably nobody. thought it
3: was part of the show. And I'm over here about to shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Sweating and heavy. Then out of imagine? all people, were in Cleveland, Ohio. Didn't even know Kid Cudi was in the yeah. building. I have a picture on my Instagram of it. Um, he comes out and does that, that hum that he does. Mm-hmm. And everybody just goes nuts. And Do the hum? Just, uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> What's, what song is it? Sleep through day uh, through the late night.
1: But um Yo, what would you have done if he would have said drop that what? shit and you weren't ready <laughs> no it? Oh my god. <laughs> oh. That would probably be the worst moment of my life. You just grabbed the microphone <laughs> and been like, I'm on a pursuit <laughs> of <cat." laughs> Yeah, that was um, that was Meanwhile looking at Jane like yeah,
0: I can't drop it. <laughs> I, can't I can't drop, drop shit. <laughs> Let me see if I can <laughs> find
1: that's fucking. That's.
3: Here we go. Mm. <laughs> no, they went ape
1: shit. Did he have yeah. the background oh music God. playing when
3: he did it? No, no. He literally. So he's so, so good on oh, the mic. Oh And they fucking knew.
1: Acapella. They went. They went nuts. So yeah. yeah. So he didn't know.
3: No, he had no he, idea. Just, it was the timing. It was divine intervention. Yeah. Something. But um, I told D-Nice this story about a year later after tour, and he was like, "I'll I'll kill you next time." <laughs> <It happens>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was one of the coolest tour moments because after that, we went into the green room and Jaden had just discovered <clears> this um dried fruit that makes a lemon taste sweet. So we're all kind of like in this back of the room eating this dried fruit and then you eat the lemon after. Yo, people
1: th- think that it's literally nothing but like fucking hookers and cocaine. No, no, know. it's like weird <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's always like this.
3: Weird yeah. shit. Like I thought I was like. I, was, I had a girl at the time, and I was like, don't worry. Like, I don't think we're going to party, all this Yeah, stuff. we're eating lemons and <laughs> <fucking>. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I loved about Jaden, he's a respectful, like, very smart kid. So mm-hmm. we would go back sometimes, watch shit about Nikola Tesla. Right. Like, he was trying to <laughs> learn. We're like, I was like, damn, we're going to be partying, drinking uh-uh, and will be wore but, out you know, dead tired. Yeah, just you. chilling. <laughs> no, we were eating lemons and shit. <laughs> like, so after I got
1: done doing that, that soft opening thing last night, I brought two of my... And the, the places is, it's called the Clubhouse, the Graham Street people. Well, the Graham Street dude, Amit, is opening a place up on or my side of town, like the Burbs. Sick. Like, and uh, some of my buddies from the neighborhood came, and then we went to Trio, this, you know, and... We get there and of course they're just like what the know, and then we me me and them two and eric go to the green room and i'm like i'm like it's fucking crazy huh it's just <laughs> what you thought it was gonna be and it's like you know <laughs> just like <we're> talking <laughs> fucking numbers and shit damn <laughs> that's funny as fuck yeah oh.
0: behind the scenes shit yeah
1: i got a buddy that he plays volleyball his daughter plays volleyball with laney he wants to go out so bad like he missed he married his high school sweetheart they did it through high school college. Got married, three kids.
0: Oh, he didn't have that life. Yeah, he just, like, looks at me. He's like, I need to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see. It.
3: I'm like, it's really not that cool, bro. Yeah. It's <laughs> tri- not what it's tri- tri- up to me. Trio's pretty damn cool, man. Yeah. You guys are lucky to have a venue like that here. Because, yeah. to be honest, like, that's probably the most fun set I've played in a while. And, like, you have people just staring into your yeah. soul. What was yeah, what yeah, was right.
1: what was the big? What was some of your biggest hits last night playing there? So
3: I made this remix I'm about to drop uh, to say my name. Spectrum. I heard that. Yeah. That went off. Um, and some of like the trap shit, like mm-hmm. not the EDM trap stuff. They like to like headbang yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There um, is a
1: big headbanger community. here. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, the what are they call rail rail riders? I call yeah. them Wooks. No, yeah, that's the wobby Wooks. shit.
3: What does that play? This, you know that group Odd Mob? Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're making some sick shit. Yeah. It's like techno-y almost, but Play like... A, oh. Losing Control. Losing Control. That Mal P record, Beats mm-hmm. from the Underground. Beats from the Underground. Sick. But I like these like hip-hop samples that people yeah, yeah. use. That's what tripped
1: mm-hmm. you out when you played up here, I think, the first time at Trio. And then I saw you in Charleston. You were like, yo, I was playing techno last night. Yeah, and it was, was like, funny. oh, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody <laughs> knows everything. Like, <laughs> and
3: even if they don't, they vibe to
1: it. Yeah, yeah the like- EDM community up here is pretty fucking knowledgeable. Yeah, I, I love that. for sure.
3: Yeah. It's so cool, because... You have places like Miami where, like, it. I, I look at Miami as, like, a great place for nightlife, but it's very, like, shallow. Yeah. What mm-hmm. hits big in, like, the—I haven't been in a bottle service club,
1: like, a, a one—like, what is, like, the big shit in the bottle service club right now?
3: It's weird, man. Like, it, in Vegas, it's still, like, that big room kicky stuff. Yep. Like, people just want to jump and rage. Um, In Miami, it's more hip-hop. Like, Kodak goes crazy yeah. in Miami. Yeah. Um, what else? It's like
1: let's go by Key
3: Glock going off in Miami. Yeah? A little bit, it, that shit goes off in Toronto, uh-huh. like other cities. Um, I love that people love like Lil Baby and Dolph. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like freestyle always go off in yeah. Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going off? Honestly, it, it's a weird time in in Miami because nightlife slowing down a little bit. I think mm-hmm. people are a little tired of going to Miami. It used to be like the spot. Yeah, when yeah. COVID was going and we were wide open. Mm. So I feel like people are now moving back into like E D. M and house. Even me, like when I'm at home now, like I'm more listening to house and shit. Just because I think the hip-hop being made right now is not something I'm... It's not right. You it can't connect play. to it. And nah, it, there's like, no soul to it mm-mm. anymore. The shit like, yeah. in-house,
1: they're
2: they getting fucking... I mean, this dance music, they getting wild with that shit.
1: They get,
3: yeah, I love... Dance yeah. music is in a they're, great they're era. They're
2: getting good. You got, like, yeah. new genres coming up, like Stutter House, fat thing called Speed House or something. Speed. Yeah. Fast, I don't yeah.
3: Even it's like, 142 BPM yeah, something it's, like, getting up there. Prada's a dope record. Yeah. That record Prada.
2: I, we played that Friday. Sick. I mean, even... Dude. You can go off play like drum and bass at Trio trios, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And people are just down for
3: it. Yeah, like the Baby Keem Fred Again record, that, Leave w- me that, alone. that one yeah. went.
1: Yeah, that was when you played last night. Yeah, that went off. That went off. Um, the, vi- the the dude
3: doing video was like, "This is my song." Yeah, <laughs> 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 it was so weird because I had phones like, "Daddy Yankee," then I had someone <clears throat> playing like plays underground techno and I'm like, wow, fuck, all right, I, <laughs> I guess I gotta work shit. tonight. Like, yeah, that, that is way. like the
0: worst trend that picked up. The phone, up. Yeah. oh yeah. the, oh, phone. God, God, the fucking phone. You know what? You know, but you
1: know what I thought about yesterday? Do y'all remember the napkin era when you would oh, get, yeah. The, the, yeah. You get the get the napkin, napkin with, with the, the request? I'm cool with yeah. that. Graham like Funk, go back to that shit. Graham Funk used to keep them and post them like this was like the MySpace days. Oh yeah, like all the different napkins. And then once he did it, we all you'd start submitting them to Graham. And I got one one. I said a little more rave, please? <laughs> <laughs> I rock at <with> that. I <laughs> uh, am. Yeah, but but you used to be annoyed by the napkins. Now I miss the napkins. I'm missing oh, napkins. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. The
3: phone
0: throws me off. Now you sometimes. just get the fucking. Yeah. Right, it's like right, like right this, their face on their fucking forehead. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, then, and then they're like,
1: and then they're p- getting pissed off you, and their screens went back to dark. And uh, they don't and know it. They're like they don't oh my realize my it. And You're like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? Like, what problems? is that? And then you're like, <laughs> 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 yeah, they're the
0: best. I had a dude do that at uh resident culture shit. he was asking for some shit and I'm like no man it's did not I just even love... fit in the format and I left this dude with his phone on his head he left it there for a good 15 minutes <laughs> just stood there in the middle of the crowd everybody yes. else is doing their shit vibing and he's like this and then he got pissed he walked around the whole club with his middle finger up for the next <laughs> okay. five minutes bro did circles and laps and then walked out that's, that's wild, it, bro.
3: that's wild, bro. What the fuck, are you doing, man? You know, what if you would
1: have had yours ready and looked look back up at you and you would have like, bye? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking loser. I
3: think conflict, conflict was the one who he has like a hundred dollar thing, yeah, the hundred dollar thing just yep. hold it back up, dude. Yeah. I think,
1: I think the bet last night, and we were just having fun last night, but this girl came up and started talking like an older lady, and um, <clears> she was like, "Can I make a request?" I was like, "Can I make a request?" Cause I just love being in the point of my career that I make, cause I can just give it all back, and it's become like a shtick. Like people think it's funny. Yeah, they're entertained by. it. Yeah. and she goes, she's like, she's like, well, I guess you can. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna play what I wanna hear. And yeah. I play it. And I played a th- land of a thousand dances. Like, you know, no, 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 And like everybody we starts fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some shit. And she was like, that was so much better than what I was gonna request. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
3: Thank you, fuck off. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, oh, but she was like, How
2: everybody?" was like, can I make a
1: request? <laughs> she <laughs> was like,
0: I guess you can. Yeah. I guess so. I <laughs> think
3: people don't understand like how hard it is. Not not necessarily how hard it is, but like we've spent a whole couple of hours building up energy and like yeah, yeah. dance floor and like to kill it on one song. One yeah. song could just yeah. like dry it Fuck up. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And we're already thinking like 15 minutes ahead of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like I had done mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl party at Hyde on Sunday and he kept requesting sweet home Alabama. He would bring up a hundred and he wanted to hear it like four or five times in the middle of like Dolph <laughs> and hundred shots and like all these things. And I'm like, I got to do this. But like, there's football players, Do NFL you know players. you
1: fucking whack it is to request your d- song that many Man. times? You should be like, really, bro? That's what you're on? That's yours? Again? Like, that's what, yeah. yeah.
3: That's the that's really?
0: the money power, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you should be like, shitting, you know,
1: like, you know every time I play it, y'all don't get paid,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same title, he was just bro.
1: wanting to tell some fucking girl. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cress that shit. that used to happen all the time. Cress was just pilling him hundreds that, at One Oak with all that what shit. Did football, go what on. did football people players be look? At throwing you. money at oh you, just ass of stupid shit in the middle yeah. of a set where you are just
3: yeah. When you dropped the Sweet Home album, what what look did the football players? You give know, you? to be honest, I was like in my head, like fuck. If I drop this, this this place is gonna be like what the fuck. But honestly, no one cared. It was cool. I was like shit. <laughs> yeah, they were like, fuck what time of the night really was this? It was it was a day party uh, oh, before oh, the Super okay. Bowl. Um, but I was like, shit, you know, maybe people like this shit. And management oh, was it. cool with it. Yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah. they—they're the ones that kept asking me. So I was he, like, fuck, I gotta do have it. Been yeah, yeah. <laughs> they
2: were, you spending. know, that
3: was like all accident, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was just like a practice riff, really. <laughs> 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 and then he heard it. And He was like, keep
1: doing that shit. And the dude literally was up in a house just playing it over and over and over. And dude went down to the fucking river, of the pond, and wrote the lyrics. Fuck, Came it's a back. great record.
3: Yep. I mean, and it's a great record to mix and in Muscle Shoals.
1: Mm-hmm. The fucking boys down there produced it. Damn. They had the sauce. Damn. There's a great story about them. Is one, some, one of the big R and B acts back then was like wanting muscle, the Muscle Shoals Boys, and he goes, "I want them, I want them brothers that did the da 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 da." And the guy was like, yeah, well, I, you know, I get them for you, but they ain't brothers. Mm. He's like, they're white? He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. like, yo.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so Shit. now we've covered all of that. <clears throat> st- now the DJ school. What year did that open?
3: So that was an idea I've always wanted to do because I was running into DJs who kept asking me questions. And uh-huh. I also just saw where DJing was going. And I was like, damn, I kind of d- hope this isn't the future of DJing. Was like, these kids got to learn how to put in the work and understand, right. like, how to read a room, how to build a brand, all this stuff, how to respect other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd have kids who I'd book and they wouldn't even be like, thank you. Next day. They'd, t- <laughs> they'd, t- oh, they'd tank the room and they wouldn't even be like, yo, thanks for booking yeah, me. or nothing." You, it was there, like, right. yo, when can I get the next date? And I'm like, dog, what? Huh? I was like, first of all, you probably never come back now. Yeah. They, they just weren't happy <laughs> and about like, it.
1: they were on their phone the whole time they were there. Just like, yeah, you
3: know what I'm saying, shit. And I mean, the worst <coughs> is they'd show up and put a controller on top of the turntables or oh, the CDJs, God. and I'm like, damn, we can't do this. I was like, I cannot let... So how you, much were, you were getting kids down in Miami gigs. gigs. Yeah, because yeah, right. I'd need openers sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the sets would go from six hours. I'd need to cut it into three for me, so I'd let someone open. And um, it was hard to find people that, like, actually were worried about the the art of it. It was like, yo, I just want to play. I want to play at this spot. I want to be at, yeah. you know, I want to be at mansion. I want to be a live, let me open. And I was like, you know, I got to start pushing at least locally, like a better culture of DJing. And so uh, COVID happened and this was like, I had nothing to do. So I was like, let me drop this idea with um, my partner right now, his name's Landis. Um, we're like, let's do this. He's a producer, he's an amazing uh-huh. producer. We've been homies for yeah, years. His
1: parade remixes though. Yeah. The Love Parade. Yeah.
3: He kills it. He has a um a label with Hexagon with Don Diablo. Mm-hmm. Um has been crushing it on production since I've known him. And so we're like, yo, I'll teach the DJing side, you teach production. Let's build this school and see where it goes and see if people even want to do it, you know. Um and so his dad owns a huge warehouse space. It's a food hall now mm-hmm. in Fort Lauderdale. And they gave us the whole upstairs. He's like, we're not going to use the space. You guys can use it. We'll give you cheap rent. I'm like, fuck, this is a perfect time. Yeah. So during COVID, spent a couple months building the brand. I designed logos, everything. And then Wired Sound Academy was born about three months into 2022. Sick. Yeah. So we've been going for two years now. Who 2021. Was, who was the first student to show up? Uh, this young kid, Matty D. He actually just played with me at Dare a couple of nights ago he was um I'm, I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing his story but he was a heroin addict uh-huh. and um he needed some kind of new therapy something to learn he had been clean for a while and he was like yo i'm taking my chance at this he's like i've been following you as a dj he's like i want to learn everything it was the first student and i was like "Fuck, how do i teach this you know mm-hmm. so like developed this curriculum over time with him he was he went from the beginner dj to I have an advanced class now um and i just kind of use my techniques like uh-huh. you mentioned earlier like using serato as a visual tool different things where he was the first one and it showed me like damn i can actually teach this so I developed this curriculum sat down and really wrote it out I had these really cool techniques to did teach. you charge him or i did you, yeah. yeah so he paid i think we were charging like 650 at the time now we're at two grand a pop so it's two grand a student for grand how grand long student. how long does that last it's a month-long uh, course for the beginning uh-huh. class And by the time we're done, we've got like a 90% success rate of making sure people can play full two-hour, three-hour sets. And that Um, that dude's working now. He's working, working. Shout out to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, The concept now that's been so successful is with Wired. Uh, I have all these venues that I book at and I'm friends with and stuff, and they need opening DJs. Uh And, of course, you've just finished learning how to do it. You want to get that skill. So the goal wasn't just to be like, hey, here's a skill, get out. It's like you're part of the Wired family now. Let's put you in these venues, get the experience of just even selecting music for people eating dinner or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's grown into like everybody wanting to learn and have classes of like 30 people, all girls sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool to see. And also, we teach not only like how to be good at it, but also like how to be respectful to the culture of it yeah. too. You know, like. I still teach them. I sh- we still have set a set of Technic 1200 set up, and I make sure they understand what these things are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's not like yo, this controller is DJing. It's like <laughs> the art of mixing is DJing, and this is how it started. Yeah. Yep. You because know? I want to make sure that that part of culture is ingrained with them, so that they're not just this like egotistical EDM heart finger heart throwing DJ. It's like I know how to rock right, this shit yeah. because, like front to back. Yeah. If your, if we put our names on something. We want to make sure right, they're good, absolutely. You know? What your
0: feels on uh, the sync button with these kids teaching them?
3: Honestly, none on, none of them really use it. They That's don't good. ask about it. Um, I feel like I don't even really. I don't know if a lot of DJs still use sync. Is it? Is it? I've never used it. Yeah,
1: I don't even know how to turn it on. I'm very intrigued by it. Like yeah. I've heard Four Color talk about using it. Yeah, because of how fast the he does quick, stuff. Yep. Yeah, yep. So I could see that, mm-hmm. but yeah no I I've literally I don't I don't know enough about the, those buttons to do that yeah I know what works for me and that's all I, that's all I want yeah I'm gonna I, do a school that the game plan is when I turn 45 and just I'm just gonna we might be able to do it we could fucking expand yours yeah damn because this all because I was a hairstylist trainer for so long <coughs> yeah education is part of it yeah
3: mm-hmm. that'd be dope we should bring one up here yeah. we're trying to we're gonna try and do one in Boston and um, Austin Texas too so when well, New York had a uh, Scratch oh, yeah. Academy. Scratch yep. EMC yep. was one. Um, the Scratch yeah. in Miami just closed, actually. My yeah. shit would be like on crazy. Was doing some, that like just just Miyagi that? type. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Like I'm like I'd be the same way I was with the hairstylist Like we used to make them walk around with magazines in between their fingers and hold them because shit. it makes your the strength their there strengthen the tension. Yeah, fucking uh-huh. sit around and do your thumb with a pair of scissors because whenever you cut hair. You don't. Your thumb doesn't go all the way in the scissor, and the, only the thumb moves. That's what makes us how it makes it straight. Mm-hmm. Not fucking just make them just hours just doing shit. These shits. Yeah. And they said, and I'd be like, you know, have y'all seen the Karate Kid? The original? You're like, ah, yeah. down. Yeah. And they, and they yeah. so they would just be working in this line, and you just hear me in this line going, ah, yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So my DJ school would be like, mm-hmm. make them do some shit, like just sit there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fader fingers <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
1: th- <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I used to try. I
2: used to do that. Well, i would yeah. stand behind you. just He watch would, you. yeah. Baby scratch yeah, Like when da. I first started, then you
1: see like Crespo walk up and be like, Show me, Sanda Floor. <laughs> <laughs> Show me. They, how, what, what, how far, how if, is it? How fucking cool is it when they get it? When
3: you see them get it. That's the best part. Yeah, and honestly, like they get it so much quicker than it took me, cause mm-hmm. I didn't have someone teaching me or YouTube mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. of this shit. And also, we didn't have that same technology either. No, uh, uh, technology is cool. Yeah, I was hitting six and one on Serato or <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah, the six and <laughs> the, the one. Uh-huh. The cue buttons on those <laughs> Denon CDJs.
0: Remember the fucking overlay, the the. <laughs> Yeah. The silicone I never, overlay. I never, I never the, had one. I but didn't ooh, either. You know, I was, like, was always intrigued by it. Uh-huh. uh Yeah. Because I'd look at people It was like, like color-coded I, and shit. Like, yo, it does all that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I love. I remember getting Serato and Super Skip here came up to me and he was like. He he would go, he comes up to me and he's like, yo, you're fucking good. And I was like, thanks, man. And he like looking around and he goes, you're in absolute mode? And I was like, yeah. And he's like wait a minute. Uh-huh. That's all I knew. I yeah. didn't uh, really? I, I didn't read the fucking manual on Serato. You know what I mean? I got it. Are you I playing on the vinyls? vinyls? I got the fucking... The yeah, control vinyls? Well, I knew how to use vinyl records. Yeah, yeah. So I did the control vinyls and my music in the fucking laptop. I didn't I didn't read... I knew that absolute was like what made it work. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that internal was like a CD player. Yep. That's how I had it in my mind. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what relative what was. the relative was. And, on, and yeah. I didn't read anything. Yeah. And he showed me relative and then he showed me that you could set cue points I was like, oh, you done fucked up. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a lifesaver. Yep. Like, he showed me that. And the next day I was like, yeah. yeah then I sad. found that.
2: Then he showed me what the loop thing did. Uh-huh. Damn. Game changer! I got my first pair of 1,200s from him. He sold them to me before he moved. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that's Shout that's out dope. i just skip. Shout out to Yeah, He moved to Portland, right? Seattle.
3: Which one? One of, one <clears> of them <throat> West Coast places. That's out, fucking Out same, there. Same yeah. shit.
1: Out
0: there. Yeah. So did you get into uh producing
3: yeah, um, I've been doing producing so landis was actually the person who taught me uh-huh. um my partner at at Wired he developed the curriculum for the school and he developed a really cool process of teaching production to how relate. did he learn how to produce we were um we were interns for uh do you remember life in color the paint party yeah, it was like a paint festival We were interns for them, and they had a bunch of big d j s under them um mm-hmm. uh, rehab was one of them, and yeah, we'd sit true. in the studio with them. Rehab interned topic. when man, when I f- moved, when I dropped out of school, I left Florida State and came down to Miami. I was interning at the studio. Oh, so you
1: know him that long, yeah, okay,
3: 12 13 years. Um, but what's cool about this studio or this group of Life and Color, they had all these big DJs, Thomas Gold. I don't know if you remember Thomas Gold, mm-hmm. Z, Rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, these were big guys in the EDM scene. Tommy yep. Trash would come through. And we just watched them produce all day. And, like, all these little tricks of, like, compression. And um, even they were using the Dada Life Sausage fattener. I don't know if you've heard that. I <laughs> use that. Yeah, yeah it's still used. That? It's, like, 40 bucks. What is yeah. it? It makes the track just fat and big and, like, like think,
2: You know how some uh, tracks are just, like, they're just not as thick and they don't look good? Like, when you put them on Ableton, they're small? yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So f- why don't you just... just beef them why up. Why don't
2: you just grab that thing in Ableton and lift it up? And you it. can, but this also, like, just helps, like, boost everything. You could add a color to it, too. Yeah. You it, can add what? Color. What's that? Like,
3: it colors, like, certain frequencies for yeah. you. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
2: You could just boost it. You can thicken it up. So, so it's could, like a professional It's almost booster.
3: like a remastering tool. Oh, ah. Yeah. Like, you oh, could yeah. take, like, a... You play, all like, at the end, yeah.
2: And it's called the sausage, sausage pattern. pattern. It's <laughs> literally, like, a s- looks a sausage. Yeah. Does it go inside of Ableton? Yeah, it's
1: uh, a plugin. It's right? a, plugin. It's a plugin, yeah. I yeah. Guess, yeah. could
0: you. beef up those YouTube rips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. The Yo, shit you can't find.
3: I found this crazy tool where you could download your Spotify playlists on the MP3, and they're like solid, solid 320. Like, really? Yeah. Sound good on the s- on the club system. I played a record last night. So like i've been making spotify playlists a lot and then i'll go in there and just before set, the shit. download them all yeah wow. they don't have intros and shit but we know how to mix without them yeah. right yeah. um and it it's fucking been a game changer for me because then i don't have to sit in the record pools right. all the time and see if they have it go on beatport and mm-hmm. buy it awesome i'll send yeah, you all the link yeah. 12
0: tabs open jumping through every <laughs> yeah. every record pool you're on
1: yeah
3: i have a designated record pool for each thing that i do mm-hmm. that's dope yeah yep. but have been producing a lot this year is more about music for me mm-hmm. after i hit like that burnout of playing in clubs all the time i was like i need to get back to just doing stuff for something for me yeah. yeah so making music because that was always something more fulfilling exactly yep the school has been like the big fulfilling part of it where like i don't have to dj <laughs> for money as much anymore mm-hmm. and that's like a long-term goal just keep giving mm-hmm. the knowledge back yeah um and then producing was always something I wanted to do. Just like a passion project pretty much. Yeah, yeah mostly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you teaching the kids in the school production or just, is it strictly DJing? No, we teach both. Uh, okay. We're about
3: to open a class that teaches um, piano, guitar, oh, uh, Photoshop. Damn. We're going to have a branding marketing class. A bunch That's of different dope. Things. But yeah, the production class is dope because it's online or in person. And sometimes we'll bring in like Don Diablo or guest <laughs> producers who will teach some shit. Oh, them kids oh. gonna fuck you
1: up when they are gonna start
3: teaching you some tricks with the oh, branding yeah. and the marketing. The, yeah, and the ideas, man. Because like, I'm not really big with TikTok and stuff. I'm, yeah, I yep. don't have the time to do yeah. it. Yeah, but I see these kids. And I'm like, damn, where you get these ideas? Does it, Yeah, it's fucking. You
0: see some of their blends and shit. Yeah, never thought about doing them that. TikTok, is trash. Yeah,
3: I'm like, come on. <laughs> I play with some of these TikTok DJs, and I'm like, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not
1: is... you looking at the camera all fucking creepy and shit like that?
3: I don't want to say. Mild. <laughs> I feel like We're I already wide said too eyed. many names.
0: Of them. <laughs> well, they put that filter on it, where everything moves except for their head, yeah. and it fucking I mean, looks even more yeah. creepy.
2: Yeah, they're like, they're I just, I just hate the stuff Ooh. that's just out of key. Lip, and you're just lip like, syncing oh, the lyrics. Man. Oh, it just sounds awful. I'm like, come yeah. on, man. I love it. Keep doing it. That's just, you just, just want <laughs> to send. It keeps you the relevant, relevant. Yeah, yeah, when the cam- they the fucking mixed in key thing. So you Yo, the
1: people like that really be in and knowing shit. Look at them videos and be like, yo, that shit. Like, yo, he's th- like, does anybody that like really books and like in and know, are they like impressed by that? Or are they just like, yo, sick he got f- bro. But
0: th- okay. I mean, he fucking, he did a couple of those blends on, on Instagram and TikTok yeah. and then they're, then they're booking him for fucking everywhere. 10K.
3: Yeah.
2: I think that really worked like during COVID and But right I think after, that but they're but more mm-hmm. impressed by the followers
3: than they are the, yeah. Of course. The, yeah. That's
0: the first thing most of these places are looking at, right? Sure. They open up your gram and they're like, oh, all right. He's got 20,000 followers.
3: For sure, that to me that's all short-term shit though. Yeah, absolutely, you know, it doesn't last long. No, unless yeah. you're really Six, making. Nine, you, you, have like, rel- you have to stay. You have to stay. Yo, get me yeah.
1: the yin yang twin guy. <laughs> 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 we fucking pound our drink. Uh, Dust them off. Yeah, fucking <laughs> stomp the cigarette out. <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking cough. <laughs> <laughs> Walk here. Yeah, I'm here. Bro. So you're talking
0: <laughs> about time not being able to, you know, be on TikTok shit. What's like? What's your day that you're off? What's your typical Crespo day shit. when you're not
3: working? oh um, I feel like I'm always working at some point, but I try to like, I guess when I'm recently, I've been more into like fishing and golf and shit. Okay. So like golf? in Miami, it's cool. Cause in the Bay you got, you can go fish. Like I live right on the water. You can go grab stone crab and lobster. Like I dive in, go down. I have traps. Oh set. shit. You go in? Yeah.
0: Damn. Jesus down my,
3: Christ. Like with a knife in your mouth? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you a little snare. It's Should some like barbarian <laughs> yeah. shit. Have you ever
1: caught a snakehead? No, you know, but the, those fish that they... Snakehead. It's a it's a it's a, they're called the giant snakehead and it it's a very it's probably the most aggressive fish on earth <laughs> and they come from Thailand and they can live And they're here and they can live on land for a very long time and they can crawl with their fins. Oh, right. Oh, shit. i get brought up it. Oh, fuck Well, that. <laughs> the the one, some uh, uh, Asian culture is Really big on making soup out of them. They think it has like healing powers. So some the dude, some dudes went over to Thailand and got them and brought them Mm. back here and put them down in the Everglades. And boom, we had COVID. (laughs) When all these fish started eradicating the fucking other species of fish because of how aggressive they are That's fucking but happy. the dude put them in one section so that he could grow them and catch them and sell them to the Asian fish markets uh-huh. for the Holy thing shit. and they just went ape shit. they're That's like dead. the giant snake head I'm good. And they're That's ugly crazy. and mean looking it looks good. like a fucking snake with like piranha teeth and a big ass fucking tail I feel like y'all shit. got a lot
0: of shit like
3: in Florida oh, gators we fish. fish Florida got everything Florida's yeah. a petri dish <laughs> <Everything>, <laughs> take everything. it to Florida yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I caught a tuna the other day, and I was filleting it, cutting it open, and there's a little puffer fish, those little poisonous oh, like puffer dude. fish in there. I'm like, damn, can I even eat this shit? Out? No. But, yeah, it's crazy. But what's cool about uh South Florida or even, I guess, Florida's a, a state, there's so much marine life. And I, I didn't really know shit about fishing until COVID. I was like, mm-hmm. let me get out of the city and go into nature and shit. And so we're catching, like, tuna. I'm going home. I love cooking, so I'm making, like, sushi and all this stuff. I was like, damn, I don't even want to go buy my own food from Whole Foods anymore. Right. It's like when you catch it, it's like such a more fulfilling feeling, I guess, you know. You, like, like grab? Yeah. did you – were you a fisherman growing up? Never. So you were just, never. like, cool to grab a fish? Yeah, it took a little while. But, like, I'd rather do that than, like, I see people, like – like, you – killing a cow. I'm like, damn, I could never, like, kill a cow and then skin it no, and I'm stuff. No, I'm just talking like about hunting touching or the fish. You
1: know, a lot of people are free. Like, I'm from yeah. the country, dog. Like, we always fish. Yeah. But – you, you take not, it. Some people fishing, they get not, that fish out of water. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not about
0: it. Yeah, I ain't gonna be fucking. That smell. Putting the <laughs> finger in the mouth, <laughs> pulling the hook
1: out. No. Well, he's saltwater fish. You can't mouth a lot of them because they got yeah. teeth. Oh, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hook them.
3: Yeah. Pliers. Still, just right. touching that fucking yeah. things. Yeah. But yeah, that's a day off for me. Like I'll always work on music at least a couple hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside you see from gator
1: that, down there when you go fishing.
3: Yeah. Mm. A lot. Big time, especially where are in Everglades. That's they more. Just look f- at you. Yeah. Like, that's that up? fresh water. <laughs> shit. like, "What's up?" <laughs> on the golf course, bro. Yeah. They're everywhere. Everywhere. everywhere.
0: I just golfed down yeah. there a couple they've weeks been, ago. They've been yeah. down there forever. <laughs> My boy, yeah, we were on a tee box. My boy's like, "You see the fucking." <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" He's like, "What's well, a gator?" Yeah. And then you see all the shit start moving, and yeah. I'm like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> I'm gonna hit the ball. I'm getting back in the cart. They had no
1: gator up in New York, did they? Uh No.
0: <laughs> you ain't fucking no Gators. We
1: got some here in South Carolina. It's every once in yeah. a while, they'll get up here. You yeah, got any questions for Crespo? Mm. trying to think. Bruv wanted us to ask you some soccer question. Oh, yeah. What did though. bruv say? Yeah, something about who was going to <laughs> oh, yeah. He always Brov. talking about some football. Bruv. Hey, yeah. bruv. Hey, bruv. Yeah. God, What's up, bruv?
0: You call it soccer. Yeah, Ooh, soccer. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> me all the time. I'm like, yeah, you doing shit with the soccer. <laughs> football. Yeah. He puts it in all caps. Football, mate yeah bite. god damn
3: shit Wait,
1: so what what's your sneaker collection looking like <laughs> oh, yeah man it's gone you got now. some kicks
3: yeah, yeah it's it's honestly it was bad at one point mm-hmm. it was like 400 pairs god. i
1: remember i remember talking to conflict one time and i was like yo crespo
3: saving any of that money he making <laughs> bro thank god you could resell them but yeah that's that's one thing i want to preach big time is like we ain't gonna be doing this shit forever right mm-hmm. so yeah, it's yeah, like mm-hmm. that's why like the school or different ideas, whatever y'all, what y'all are doing Mm -hmm. with Radical Grove, like, this stuff is so important, and I think, I don't think DJs talk about it enough, or even maybe people in general is like, I didn't know shit about investing, or Mm -hmm. like what we could do with our money, it was just like, let me throw it in a bank account, you Mm -hmm. know, and as I got older, I was like, yo, how can I have other ways to make money, because, I don't want to be in a club forever. No, well, they, they don't teach you that shit no, when you're no, younger no, in school.
0: It's something that they, that they really lack on. Nobody. So I, at
3: the, <laughs> yeah, even at the school, we teach like how to open an LLC, how to write off the shit you're doing, stuff like that. That's big. The real knowledge. Yeah. The real knowledge. Cause I didn't know shit about that. And then when I get hit with the tax bill, I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I could have wrote all this stuff off, mm. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the sneaker collection has dwindled down. I really am in this place where I'm trying Thank to God. save. Yeah, I, I've bought. I literally
1: talked to conflict. Was like, yo, he, you need to tell him to save some of that fucking <laughs>
3: money. He needed to chew. He was definitely one. He got me into Bitcoin. Yeah, the conflict man. He's I owe that man a lot. Yeah, you know? mm. um, very smart dude. And like, he's always had the vision of like, yo, there's other things other than DJing. Obviously, make that your priority. But like, we have the ability, like. I never thought about it, but like we're in nightclubs all the time. We can consult for clubs. Yeah. Like, yo, speakers should not be here. Lighting is shit. You can get the fucking best opinion for them to actually
0: listen to. Exactly.
3: And if you approach a club, sometimes they'll really take that into account and be like, yo, let's bring you on. So, Mm -hmm. like, I help consult with Mm -hmm. a bunch of clubs now and even brands like tequila brands. I was working with Syncoro, which is uh, Michael Jordan's tequila. And we developed this partnership and this strategic uh, plan to get, to, Sincoro is, like, the main hype, fun tequila. And it did that for a couple years, and they saw the value in me not just being, like, someone posting, like, yo, Crespo drinks Sincoro. It's like, yo, I know 50 club owners across the U.S. Let's send them each a bottle, see if they like it. Mm -hmm. And You know, 20 of those people love it. Like, Eric, they're buying cases of it. Yeah, they're like, shit, you you, you, you
1: ain't just a knucklehead. No. They're like, you all right.
3: Like, (laughs) <laughs> the DJ is. We, I feel like people lost respect for what we do. Well that's, just,
1: well, that's so. It's so easy too. There's so many fucking knucklehead DJs that you yep, like. That's true,
3: and that's what I am worried about. You know, yeah. it's like the future of it, and that's why like it's up to us. Like what you guys are doing here, what we're doing as a culture is like, if we're not pushing it the right way or showing the potential we have, it's kind of like damn, these knuckleheads are just fucking. I remember having up. a
1: conversation with Graham on my couch, and this was probably like 2007, and he was here and we were just talking because me, me and Graham always connected. Cause I was always like, I've always been very like business savvy and future just from my having a business family growing up and then the salon world and all that stuff. And I was like, dude, what are we like, what are we going to do in 10 years? Yeah. And this was like 2007. He goes, what are any of us going <clears> to <throat> do in 10 years? Because he was like, this is fucking wild, wild West. Yeah. If you think mm-hmm. about it, like Jazzy Jeff, like we, you know what I mean? Like He's 50, 60 years old, still doing it. Yeah. He's kind of like the blueprint of like the, how far it can go, For in sure. a way. You know what I mean? But he's <laughs> finessed it in his own way. That, but that's I what any, that's any business takes that has to type of growth. You know what I mean? Yep. Like even Jay-Z finessed it in his own mm-hmm. type of way. Yeah, but it was just funny for like Graham because Graham, Graham graduated from he's got a, like a master's from Stanford and shit like that. He Fuck. his dad did all the miniature work for the Lord of Rings movies like. Oh damn. And His brother's like a big time chef. Like the yeah. whole funky family is just like a giant ball of talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was like, "What are any of us gonna do, bro? Like nobody yeah. knows what this shit's gonna happen. Yep. Like yeah. tomorrow they could wake up and be like, DJing ain't cool.
0: Yeah. Well, look at COVID. Yeah. COVID opened a lot of fucking people's eyes mm-hmm. for sure. Where it was like, shit. There's no more clubs. There's nobody going out. I mean, some people evolved. They went into the streaming shit, and yeah. then they, they learned to produce. So it opened up doors for them. But some people just completely uh, fucking killed their career.
3: Yeah, it forced it forced us all to like kind of separated the men from the boys. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> eye opener. Yeah.
2: I do have a question. What would you recommend, kind of like for younger, upcoming DJs to kind of put themselves in better position, like yourself, be able to travel. Yeah, kind of get more opportunities, whether it's out of town or even just growing their brand.
3: I think there's two sides to it. The most important thing I ever did was buy a flight. Like we have these little bubbles that we get stuck in. And if you can combine all those bubbles, I think it's so important. So there was times where I knew that I had to take off a Friday, Saturday just to go see what was happening in another place. Network. Yeah, because if not, you know, it's so easy to get stuck in a cycle of like, I got to make money, got to make money. But like, how do you transform that to the next level? Right. And for me, it was like, let me buy a flight to Vegas. Let me just see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, let me buy a flight again and again. And it was almost like you step into those new places and understand what's happening and meeting the people. And that was the most important thing I ever did. Whether that something came of it or not, it was still like people knew Crespo was willing to put his face and mind into the place that I've built. Mm -hmm. And so like when I got into Vegas, it was a combination of me connecting with one of the bookers from a friend, but also him me showing him the effort that I was like, yo, I want to come out and just learn. And that was big for him because I think a lot of these bookers in clubs now are very old school. They're not these new guys who are like, let me book the TikTok guy. Yeah, maybe one offs. But like if they're looking for a seasoned DJ, they want to see someone that's going to come in and study the fuck out of what's happening. Yep. So for he me, he ain't bullshitting
1: like, you either. This is I watched. I watched this unfold as a when he was young.
3: Yeah. Ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> from from like being this. Do you remember that? DJ. Like yeah. Because
1: like I, it, I'd always expect DJs to sleep till fucking four p.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker was up ten a.m.
3: Like yeah. me. Like yo, let's.
1: Yeah, I'll, we go. I'll go. I'll do something. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to see it. Like
3: even today, yeah. I I could have went home to Miami, but I was like, I want to stay in Charlotte and see what y'all are doing. So yeah. I'm gonna pop out with you guys. Because like, to me, it's so important to see what hap- what's happening culturally in different hubs. Mm-hmm. When I go to Tokyo, I was like, yo, I don't care how fucking tired I am or jet- Like, I want to know what's driving these people. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can really take that into account, <clears throat> you're inserting yourself way quicker than someone who's like, how do I get into Vegas? <laughs> it's like, well, maybe go there first. Yeah. See what it's about. See what it's <laughs> about. <laughs> Understand. Because I think people want to like... I call them cultural culture, uh, culture, culture vultures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, they they're just like, like culture
1: buzzards. Cause they're not yeah. even like, they're not <laughs> even <bulging. laughs> They're just fucking. <laughs> yeah.
3: So for me, it's like, if you do want to grow into a new market, unless you're this super producer mm-hmm. or like what have it, the greatest hit record. Exactly. Yeah. The greatest way to like build longevity, I think is to build those relationships. And the only way to do that is to physically be there. Mm-hmm. You can be the coolest thing on Instagram but a lot of these people who are booking are old school. They see right through it. Instagram didn't exist for them, mm-hmm. you know. These guys who are booking in Vegas have been around since fucking like AM yep. where MySpace was barely a thing. Yep. So, definitely like pushing yourself. Like if you were to be like, "Yo, I want to come to Miami and chill with you." I'd be like, "Fuck yeah. I'll take you around and yeah. show everything. I'll introduce you to oh, everybody." Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cuz I think not what, enough people do that. No, uh,
1: and all those all the guys like the the Fives, the Grams, the AMs, even like the Conflict he was—he's the the younger youngest of it. I'd probably say. Yeah. All of those—all those dudes, like the that old generation, all invested in the the markets. Yep. Like no matter what, when they went there, they were like invested in the market. Mm-hmm. He like he'd done it. That was what Eric said about him uh, in Charleston. Was that he when you came up there, like people? Yeah. He invested in the people around there. Yeah. And sometimes you got to stay an extra day.
3: Uh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Go and shake hands meet everybody at least they know you physically so it's not just like you're sitting here on instagram guessing who this person is yeah it's like yo this is a good dude like i'll right. give him a shot even if i don't know how he djs and then if you bring that skill to the table too it's mm-hmm. like damn
0: okay cool. most of those instagram faces you yeah. meet them in person they're just a dull ass fucking boring person exactly and they exactly.
1: think they're too cool for school and they yeah. just sit around and yep. they're on some
3: flex shit. and you're like bro just look at me yeah, look at my yeah. outfit <laughs> yeah yeah and then the other side of it is how important it is to like understand that you are your own unique brand and DJ. Yep. And I think people lose that. They're like, "I want to be what you're doing," and then it's just like a mm-hmm. car- carbon cut copy of yeah. Say that again. Yeah, I want to be what you're doing. Uh, no, I want to. Uh, do- <laughs> you- I said it wrong. No, but what you yeah, that's big. Yeah, it's it's like people forget that. How did you come into your brand? Le- I think honestly yeah. that. The Crespo brand really started growing when I went through all the bullshit, like got kicked off decks and, you know, got kicked out of school, all this stuff. It was like, damn, like I have the potential to take this to some place because people believe in me. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I create a persona that is true to who I am, mm-hmm. which is why I use my last name? Some people, you know, Dead Mouse. all these people, yeah. they build their own brands and it just has to feel honest and real to who you are, mm-hmm. you know? Or if you want to create that persona, it's got to feel comfortable, right? Right. Like I can't put a head, mouse, fucking head on. Yeah. (laughs) But I can be Crespo and show up every day, and that is the testament to who I am, and it's real. And I think people always attach to what's real. Mm -hmm. Yep. The fucking fake shit will fall off really quick. Oh yeah. The kicks and all that stuff, like. It's
0: hot for a minute and then it's gone. Yeah. And people that book and
1: make money are smart. And they know real people when they see them, and mm-hmm. they, if they, so they they'll sniff you out in no time.
0: It's real recognizable.
3: Yeah, real. Yep, I, no. always like you can only but, fake it till you make it. F- so that's long. the
1: one thing that I try to tell all the DJs with Radical Grove, like when like coming into that. I, so like my whole thing was like with my brand, and I always knew exactly what I wanted to do and who I wanted to appeal to. Yeah, that, that's what I, I I tell them that. But then you, ha- I cannot give it to you that that's something you that just find. one day it's just going to be like yeah and that's like when did when did that hit you that you were like I can be I can be cuz I think a lot of people feel like they're supposed to be a certain way yes and then you have this epiphany that you can just be who the fuck you really are and that's and the it works. part yeah. <laughs> yeah but
3: I think it takes a lot of self-awareness yeah. and not all of us can get to that point quickly there was a point where I had to start going to therapy because my dad had just died, all this stuff. And that's when things really started clicking. Uh-huh. I started moving through why I act this way, why I'm trying to people please, whatever it is, these things. And therapy taught me like how true it is if you can spend time with yourself mm-hmm. and understand what you love, what you don't, the people that you've had in your life that maybe not need to be there, the music you don't want to play, anything that you can be very aware of really draws you into who you actually are. Mm -hmm. and so for those moments that's when everything started clicking i started making really good music Jaden and i were popping vegas happened and it was all these things where like the self awareness into the branding i put it into the branding and it became like a very cohesive project and people were like damn crespo is like dj vice kind of and that was Uh always a goal i was like vice is killing it he's good dude and i watched him he was placing himself with the right brands putting him with the celebrities and all these parties and i was like That's kind of the vibe I want. And so it was almost like, it took the level of self-awareness and the shit that we all go through in life to Mm -hmm. understand like, I could be whoever the fuck I want and all it really takes is believing one step at a time each day that you could do it, Mm -hmm. right? As cliche as that sounds, it really is. The only problem is a lot of people will get lost (laughs) in the sauce of like, oh, I'm around this celebrity, this and that. Being around Jaden taught me like, you can be a humble person and just a celebrity, yeah. you know, he was humble as fuck and cool. And like Will, Will Smith, yeah. especially that's humility at its finest. Mm-hmm. So being around people and understanding like, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to, we're not going to get into that. Cause I can <laughs> get canceled. <laughs> that was a, uh, not my most fun time on tour.
1: What do I always tell you about a fish? Do you remember? What's the last thing a fish discovers? Water.
3: Raw- water. Water. That's the self-awareness shit. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's yeah. so important, man. I think people nowadays like don't pay enough attention to. I mean, we're so bombarded by shit, left and right, right? Like our phones, all this stuff. Yep. You get in this unconscious cycle of, all right, DJing is just everything, and then four or five years go by, you're burnt out. This was me last year. I'm looking at the bottom of an empty alcohol bottle, like, <laughs> what the fuck is next? You know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't stop those cycles and understand, like, what's what's the evolution? Of, of who I am you get stuck in that same place and like I don't know about you but I don't want to be there you know, right, forever. Right, you right, you yeah.
1: know? how much do you think so when so if for people that don't know Crespo <coughs> was jumped on after a gig mm-hmm. one night yeah yep. woke up in the hospital uh how much of a blessing do you think that kind of was to like for that's a great question
3: because yeah. honestly I was sitting there with my eyes stitched up uh-huh. had a metal plate in I was like damn I'm not going to DJ I was like, I can't, I can't go, I can't travel, can't get on a plane, anything. Um, And also I didn't want to after being in that space. That was a big blessing because honestly, I took it very well. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I've been moving pretty fast. I've been drinking every night, killing a whole bottle. It's a sign. If I wasn't drunk that night, I probably would have made better decisions, got home safely, whatever it was. It was a big moment of like a month and a half sitting in my room because both eyes were stitched up, couldn't really see shit. I'm listening to fucking like YouTube mixes and stuff. But the way I was listening to music, I was like, yo, I could almost see it. Mm, And it was like, when you take away senses Mm. or you take away what you love, you have a new appreciation for it. And then like bad moments kind of give you that awareness of like, yo, I'm, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like, you gotta enjoy it too, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like, yeah. I was at the point where I wasn't. Yeah, I was almost just like going through the motions. You
1: look so much clearer and healthier now than you did when I saw you in Charleston. It's like night and day,
3: big time. You that make, that makes yeah. me feel good. Thank you for saying like, that.
1: <laughs> it's not even your weight's dropped, but also like it's a clearness. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I
3: mean. The clarity I yeah. have from not drinking. I think that's the other part I've realized. From not drinking was how big of a culture we are that relies on alcohol. Because yeah. mm-hmm. people were like, "How are you gonna have fun?" I was like, "Is this a question?" <laughs> like, that's what we're asking <laughs> ourselves a real, nowadays. A real like, question. are you gonna be able to come out and have fun? I was like, "I think yeah. so." I was like, what it the is. fuck? So I'm in, I'm at 11 in Miami at 6 a.m. in the morning eating chicken fingers, like wilding the fuck out sober. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Yeah, I can have fun." And that was a great thing to teach me um, taking alcohol out of what we do because it's such a big part of it. Yep. It forces you to be uncomfortable but also you get better from it. Like you said, you play yeah. better sets. Yeah, clarity it's cleaner. Like awesome.
2: your clarity, like your brain, like that foggy you would have is just gone. Everything's yeah. just like just exactly. straight on. Yeah. My only problem is,
1: and I have fought this for years, but it's just how it works for some reason with me. I do so much fucking dope shit when I got a little bit of drunk in me. Me too, man. But then what I do, what I learned how to do was it, it'll happen, and then I'll make a mental note of it, and then I'll put the sober spin on it and then it gets really good Mm. you know what i mean (laughs) it sparks the idea like it's not like even even when i was like creating radical grove and all the fucking intricacies behind it that i'll I'll explain to you one day but it's like everything has a fucking story i had to drink to get my brain to kind of like
3: you know what i mean yeah get in that space yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and then once i got it, i was like all right just take some gum i I don't need that shit no more we never did it for me ever
3: like I, w- I just wanted to giggle on weed. Yeah. Like mm-hmm.
2: microdosing or something.
1: The only only yeah. thing
3: ever. That's, it, be, that's it, big yeah. now. Yeah. That's yeah, what I've been doing a lot. Yeah. To replace the alcohol, mm-hmm. take yeah. a few little shroom gummies. Yeah, that's that's a big I thing. I heard the guys uh, on the uh,
1: tequila's yeah. the only thing it does to because I was, it's like tch, 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 my brain first of all, I already have to fucking eat pills to function in society anyway. Yeah. So like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, I literally was in therapy at second grade because of my fucking brain. Mm-hmm. One of those
3: weirdo kids, you know, like Yeah. But man, the way you I think they call it high functioning yeah what i'm, I, call it, I'm yeah. touched uh-huh. it, like sheldon i walked in a bu- <laughs> i walked in a bubble one night first time hearing him dj and i was like what the fuck
1: yeah, this dude is dope like why is this guy here
3: i was I was like damn and and conflict was with me and i was like yo this is sick he's like this is one of my favorite DJs. Yeah.
1: conflict was like that's the guy that got third place at red bull and played in sync yeah. <laughs> uh, the best story was that, like he took me to back to my hotel after we were done with that Red Bull shit that yeah. was at Mansion. Yeah. And the girl he was dating at the time, uh, we get in the car and she's in the car and she goes, and he was like, you know, you know conflict. Like, well, how, how'd you enjoy the night? Like, what was yeah. your favorite part? And she was like, <laughs> tell my me. Fa- like. She was like, my favorite part was when the DJ that played the in Sync and he just turns around and looks at <laughs> yeah, me. And, <laughs> and she's like, you're the one that played in Sync? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I, think and I was yeah I was hung over that day that night. I went up to my one of my really good friends at the time lived lived in Miami, and I, he was like, "Well, meet me at the Clevelanders. so we just got a bucket of beers, and yeah, if you don't drink and then you have four beers, like I had a hangover about six p m yeah, and I was just tired and wore out. But I remember doing the interview for that thing, and them asked me, "What am I going to do if I win?" I was like, "I ain't winning. conflicts winning this shit." Just like, dude, we're the fucking home, home home field, and it's fucking con- like these. Uh, yeah, the dude's fucking been training like the Russian from Rocky IV oh, for this shit. shit. Always, <laughs> dude Like got whiteboards all over the room. Fucking like, he's always been like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we gotta get him back over on the puck. I miss that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I think we covered everything. Yeah. Do you think we covered everything? I think so, yeah. man.
3: I just gotta say, I love what y'all are doing, man. It's so cool to see that. Because what do you nine. think we're doing?
1: What do people say we're
3: doing? From from what I from, watch, is yeah. you're building culture. Yeah, you're building whole thing. culture as DJs, and that's cool. And you guys are supporting each other, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys are real. You know, yep. you come from different con- different cities, different countries, cultures, and like I'm sure there's nights like you guys are all sitting here at this table on a Sunday at one p.m. You know, we got here yep. at eleven, like. A lot of DJs don't do this stuff. Slept no. five hours, man. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> love, exactly. I actually just love yeah.
1: I think that's, you know, it's just all, everybody inside Radical Grove. Like, I'm, my whole, my, my and don't take this the wrong way, anybody, mm-hmm. but it's the same mentality I have with the hairstylist. It's like, I can make you a good hairstylist, but yeah. I can't make you a good person. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what
3: I mean? And that's the other half of it.
1: Yeah. Like, they're all great people. Right. And it's like, the DJ shit's easy. Yep. It's not being a piece of shit is the hard part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. Same thing with the hairstyle. <laughs> so. What
3: I love seeing about Radical Grove is it's not like you you're Radical Grove. This is who you are. You're scam. You're the, yeah. it's you're your own individual. I'm gonna support you and push you to where you wanna go. Yeah, that Yeah. that's why I'm not on a DJ agency. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like everyone I got caught in was like, and no disrespect, I love everything that everybody's doing, but I just wanted to be me. Yeah. it was like, you're this, you're this artist, you're this person. And I was like, nah, it can't mm-hmm. be like that. Mm-hmm. My,
1: well, because I never wanted, I never wanted to and to book, to just book DJs. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to build. I want to build them, yeah. like cultivate them. That was the whole, everything was built around cultivate. That's why it's a cultivating stand. I love that. Like I remember going into the bank and, you know, you're talking to them. They're like, well, what's your, what's your mission statement? I'm like a cultivating stand. Fire. And then they're like waiting for you to say the rest of it. And they're just, like, looking at you. But then what's really cool is, like, all, like, the big-time business dudes I know when I tell them. They know. They they look. And they're like, yeah. That's
3: fire. Mm -hmm. That's how you build something long-term, yeah. That
1: was it. All right, so we got to do the this or that's for our wrap-up. Okay. All right, so the this or that is is basically just me running down a list of shit and you giving me the choice. Okay. All right, so first question. Does toilet paper go over the front or around the back? Over the front. Okay. All day. Okay. Good. All day. <laughs> I know psycho killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> How many have we had? Like two or three? Yeah, don't like two or three. One dude wrote down a knowledge of why it should go to the back. But uh, I need to hear this. <laughs> he said because it, if the paper's folded like on the front, all the germs and stuff are hitting it. So, yeah. As opposed to if it's going to the back, it's not. Okay. Yeah, he fucking blew our mind that day. I didn't think uh, about that. Is it Super Mario or Super Mario. Mario. In Street Fighter, is it Ryu or Ryu? Right, I did Ryu <laughs> all day. <laughs> Do you like real Christmas trees or fake Christmas trees? Real, for sure. Are shop in the store or shop online? Uh, I like in the store. Oreos or chocolate chips? Oreos all day. Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Street Fighter for life. DJing <laughs> the bars or the nightclubs? I'm a nightclub kid. Okay. Yeah. Beach or mountains? Beach for sure. Do you, do you jump all the way in or take a ladder? I'll jump in. A movie or a documentary? Movie for sure. Super Nintendo or Sega?
3: Damn. That's
1: <laughs> a big one. Honestly, Sega. I uh, Sega. Sega. Red bag <laughs> Doritos or Blue Bag Doritos? Like, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> I can't mix them <laughs> together. <laughs> nah, go the purple bag. they came bags. out with the purple the, bag. The purple yeah, the purple
0: bag. Yo, do they Sorry. have a purple bag? It's yeah. Yeah. The, the, oh, the sweet, spicy, chili. chili. Oh, sweet chili yeah. Yeah. I thought so. They
1: just didn't blend the two. Nah, I, wish. I mean, it's kind of. Yeah. If
0: you really think about it, that'd
1: be gas mixed together. Yeah. Or just like if they did a split, like they do to jerseys, you know, like oh, the, yeah. do a red and then half and half in the
3: bag. Uh-huh. I'm going red bag. All right. Text or emails? Text.
1: X video or Pornhub?
3: Shit. <laughs> I've been on X Video because they block porn. They go, yo! Like, no, yeah. What the fuck? No, yeah, Why exactly they got right, to do that to Manny was bitching like, we
2: putting the fuck the, I this? put in the group chat. I was like, yo, what the That was the, the fuck? morning news from <laughs> Manny. Yeah. Manny was like, yo. So police believe this
3: shit? I was like, yo. <laughs> yo. And I just got here, too. I was like, damn, yo. <laughs> <you> welcome me <laughs> like this. Rub one out for a trio. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
1: RottenCon used to always say you got to get the tiger blood out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Kendall, or Kylie? Damn. Uh which is the model looking one? Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. Cash money or no limit?
3: Oh, cash money for sure.
1: NBA Jam or NBA Live? Jam. That's more <laughs> shit. Steak or chicken? Steak. Um, bu- bu- Tiger Tiger or Jordan? Jordan, I'm Chicago kid. Two goats. Kid. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Spaghetti or lasagna?
3: Damn. wait lasagna. Did you say lasagna?
0: Lasagna. Oh, I'm
1: say, <laughs> bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what did Wayne say? All my G's move yeah. in silence like, like lasagna? lasagna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yo, incog, the dude vote. that I call was so fucking like, st- like stomped by that. Was I'm like, trying to Yo.
3: figure
0: out who this group is. Uh, th- that I'm
1: talking about. Yeah. Oh, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm a, don't worry, you gonna catch you'll get a text while you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're yeah. on the plane. You are going to get a yeah. text at like four yeah. in the morning. <laughs> Yo, Yo no, 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 no. I'm
1: gonna figure it out when we get off these fucking microphones. <laughs> uh, oh. Last one. <clears throat> Let's go with Timbo or Pharrell.
3: Mm. Fuck, man. I don't know. I guess I'll go. I, I think Timbo. He's right. more of my favorite producer. You just met Timbo, right? I now. did. Yeah, yeah. At, at the, the airport. airport. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Crazy story. Yeah, I I flew into
0: um. Into Orlando, yeah. So my wife is going into the bathroom. My son. So I'm like, oh, I'll chill over here. And I see he walk by me. I'm like, hold up. I shook Shit. my head. I was like, wait. So he walked <laughs> into the bathroom and then he came back out. I was like, yo, Tim. He said, he was like real low key. Shit. Had his Apple headphones on. His Amiri fucking whole outfit. I was like, yo, can we take a quick quick? He was like, yeah, yeah.
3: It was a day after he just got nominated for the um the, the Grammy. Yeah. Shit. Yep. To be honest, neither of them. I'd say just Blaze. Just and I like. say that for you. Yeah, okay. yeah. I love yep. him. I saw him and Guru do a back to back set in Miami a couple oh, weeks ago. And they were just running through their samples and DJing it. And I was like, yo, these guys have Sheesh. so much. The many. samples are just <laughs> silly. I'm not going to say yeah. they made Jay Z, but they kind of made Jay Z oh, yeah. together. There's a couple of producers that made Jay Z. Yeah. But Rick Grubin, Rubin. Clark Kent. Clark Kent.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of know.
1: Just Blaze Just Blaze Yo what is the what's the hip hop group from oh, here from, here, from <laughs> they live I think they live here now they speak their weird fucking dialect they had the big song in the 90s Hip hop group that lives here now from the 90s One of them lives here bald head glasses hit from the 90s they're they're in that like far side lunas category I'm Trying to think They had the song no, nope. I thought it was little brother. That was my. Case. No, no, no. They speak that weird dialect shit to each other. Like, no, I think these motherfuckers just made up their own words. I'm trying to think I'm about, bro. Dude, they're like the they're like a Far Side Lunas. They had the song.
3: I like
2: Far Side. Farside Run so oh, good. I have this remix. They
3: had the song I in the
2: 90s. The oh, yeah. Farside Run.
3: Isn't it cool. the sh- the, uh, this kid ah! that uh play Shook Ones Part 3? Is there a house re- like remix or something to it? There's a Shook Ones Part 3? That's what like, he was holding up the sign all night. Nah, he, huh? was, he, he, he hit too many eyes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he,
1: was, he, was in, he was in Trio asking for Shook Ones? Yeah.
0: But Shook Ones Part 3. That motherfucker is like a house. <clears throat> I don't know.
1: Is it? Google it. He must have... Oh.
3: All right, so we're going to we're going to wrap oh. up. All right, we uh, got to go. Crespo, hit yep. them with uh, socials. Where to find you? Yeah. Um y'all could find me on Instagram at Crespo the DJ and Twitter also. Um I had a question from all y'all if you don't mind oh, individually. Yeah. What brought you to North Carolina as a DJ? Uh
0: well, physically moving here was fam, fam. but I yeah. visited and went out and i seen a couple of these guys DJing. I was like, yo, this fucking city's dope. Fire. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, I could see the transition for me, yeah. personally, from New York and to, everywhere yeah. else to be here now. I like that, yeah.
2: For me, I started my stuff in college. So yeah. I pretty much grew with that brand. But that was Rock Hill. Was like 30 minutes away. Sick. And then like, a promoter heard of me and kind of brought me to the city. And I, that's how I kind of...
3: We get way like up similar here. paths. Yeah.
2: Honestly, it's very. I fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. I was born in North Carolina, but what kept me the here was man.
1: cost of living. Because I, like I that. went up to New York first, and then you, you learn about cost of living. Yeah. Uh, Not to DJ. I was up there doing hair, and then 9 11 and shit happened. And then you just start talking yeah. business with your family. At least I did. My, we had table talks at my house. It was,
3: that's dope. And
1: that's when I learned about cost of living. He's yeah. like, yeah, you can make $200,000 up there, but you got to
3: spend $189,000. To so live. Was like, <laughs> yeah. Hmm? Yeah. What's cool is, uh, the reason I ask, because I'm seeing uh, different markets fall off, like big ones, like Miami, Chicago. Yep. I'm seeing these other markets, like Charlotte and Salt Lake City, pop the fuck up yep. big time. It's teamwork. Unified yep. front. Rem-
1: always remember, one dog can hurt a hundred sheep. Yep. Yeah. And we just
3: got a bunch of dogs. Yeah, for sure and i fuck with it. i respect yeah. it what you guys are doing it's making you're putting the city on the map so that's why you,
1: you just to always know that there's you have to understand there's just strength in numbers yeah and there there has to be a unity there has to be a culture there has there has to be that if there's not it's just crabs in a barrel
0: exactly yeah yeah i love that's
1: it. what it is cool with, without, oh, it, without it without it yeah it's just fuck all
3: oh, i love yeah. that oh real quick plug the um plug the school Oh, yeah, you guys can follow if you want to come learn or come see what we're doing, Wired Sound Academy on Instagram or WiredSoundAcademy.com. And, uh, yeah, let's make some DJs. Bro. Yes, I appreciate sir. you. Groom them the thank right me. way. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you so Appreciate much. you for being on, brother. My guys, thank you. Yeah. For all the dogs. Peace. For all the
0: dogs. Were
1: they telling us to get off?